Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to part six of our Thunderball review, where Bond completes his mission. We discuss the commercial and critical impact of the film, as well as giving our own thoughts on Thunderball. And also, stay till the end where we reveal our next Bond film review. Really, Right, this is it now. Underwater battle, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, I've said before about my love of Bond films where... The final act, or actually, no, not not necessarily the final act. Any part of the film has Bond plus a load of allies fighting a load of villains. Yeah. You know, I think you could say that it started in um, From Russia With Love with the gypsy battle, although Bond's a bit more of a, you know, it's sort of a battle that would have gone on. Yeah, he's and- just caught in that, isn't he? Okay. But still, it's it's pretty crisp. You know, Goldfinger, the American soldiers arriving at Fort Knox. You've got this here. You only live twice, obviously, in the volcano base. Pitts Gloria. You um, dimes off forever on the oil rig. The oil rig. <laughs> they never. They're just in the helicopters, don't they? <laughs> then, sure. Then, <laughs> then up. Spy yeah. love me. Moonraker, an underrated one in Fiora's Eyes Only. You know, in Albania. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, that's so good. At dawn. Yeah. Octopussy that with the women at the end, yeah, yeah, and then I think I'm not sure we've had one. Oh, um, Afghanistan, yeah, living daylights, yeah. living daylights. So and so, Goldeneye when the Marines arrive at the, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it would be nice to see some of that again. I think yeah. it's it's yeah, I I agree. It's always wonderful seeing to see Bond part of a, an army. Yeah. leading it but there being other leaders but it's one of those things that you can't you know you you can't do it every time you need otherwise it just builds and builds and builds and it's you've got to constantly outdo it yeah and um, also I think there's an element of you know they've built up well firstly they want bond to be the focus to he he's the one that's doing everything yeah and um, so if you add loads of you know unknown allies to him then it takes away from that i mean i don't agree with that uh, plus, also, you know, more recently they've uh, they've created the Scooby Gang, who yes. I like. 
But that's one of the complaints about No Time to Die, isn't it? This That would have been a, a time when you do launch a full-on assault with... Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been... Manpower. Yeah. See, it worked. Tomorrow Never Dies worked. It's a similar ending because you've got you've got the war room packed with all these experts and everyone, but it had to be just Bond and Waylin infiltrating, you know, the stealth boat. Yeah. So, you know, they didn't have an army with them. Yeah. But in No Time to Die, is it, they've just got... I, I like how they've got all the you know the scubing and whatever they should be there, but there should be loads of other people with them in the background, yeah. and loads of our you know army on standby who come in and raid it. Yeah. And, and you, you could do Bond and Nomi going yeah, ahead. Yeah, they go ahead. Yeah, form, and they you know they open up those big doors or something, and people <laughs> the blast doors. Yeah, yeah, the famous yeah action beam. I would have loved that. So, you know. Obviously, Daniel Craig famously doesn't want to share the screen with anyone else apart from <laughs> Well, the one shot, the video game up the stairs. But you get a proper, like, villain's layer, and it's like Ken Adam esque design. You should be people like. Yeah. Dangling from ropes, yep. coming down, big, massive. What do we get? We get a, a fight in a staircase where he just shoots other people. Time to die. Yeah. That's just to show you falling off. Yeah, you don't, I feel I've just re reenacted that walking up my three story stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, in time of a guys, at least you've got the, the Navy actually involved yeah, in it. Yeah. You can get that in. Well, you get some unseen well, or barely seen boats. Yeah. Yeah. You get Gupta as well. So that's... I think, I think <clears throat> without wanting to be negative, that could, this oh, could be. <laughs> <laughs> this could be perhaps why some people aren't as excited about this finale because it technically isn't a new location it's yeah. it's it's not a new base that's on earth i think what what people like when they watch a bond film is when they get to that end base that final layer the audience are discovering it and bond is discovering it at the same time bond is either kept prisoner there or he's infiltrated it and he's got to explore he's got to find his way around and you know whether that's like a, a volcano or or whatever it is, I think part of the excitement of a, fi a finale in Bond is that he's somewhere grand that hasn't been revisited before. And yeah. this 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 is in the sea, which you can't see that far beyond you know ten meters. And you've also had underwater fights. You've had underwater scenes already. So I'm 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 not. I'm just saying that's that probably adds to it feeling a little flat in terms of there's no climax or escalation up to a, a, a grander place it's actually the end is in a place that we've already seen really which is the blue ocean yeah um, so, so i think that might be why sort of for the casual viewer or someone watching today on a small screen it doesn't have as much impact come the end of the film so yeah it's been the first time i don't you know I see what you're saying, and that might be something. I don't necessarily. That's not necessarily my viewpoint. I wouldn't say, but if if that had been the first time that the under any underwater scenes had had, had happened, and you've got that, I mean, it's still no matter what. I know I've been talking about it already, but that shot of the plane and the parachutes yeah. below, uh, yeah, the scale of filmmaking here is astonishing. But yeah, yeah if, if that had been the first time that there'd been any underwater action, then you might, you know. It might have a bit more of the wear factor. Yeah, perhaps. But still, it's yeah. pretty astonishing what, what happens. We got it right for Never Say Never Again because they went in that tiny cave at the end. The underwater battles are an absolute festival of colour and excitement and incredible ahead of its time 
photography. That if you, I think you can trace back, truthfully, bloated present day runtimes of blockbuster movies to this moment, to this <laughs> sequence here, where it showed that when you've got a great big franchise, when you've got great big moments and set pieces, if you want to play it out, it appears that you can, and they did. I mean, for a lot of tastes, mine largely included, I think. This goes on a touch too long, but I'm still enjoying every, every single soaking second of it. It's just wonderful. And I just think it's amazingly executed, and it's very, very easy to forget. This is 60 years ago, give or take. It's just amazing, isn't it, that this was being attempted and done. It's the biggest bond. Goldfinger, sorry, is, is lauded as arguably the... By this point in time, the the archety- archetypal formula bond. But this is the biggest bond in terms of what they are attempting. And all of it is up, set up there on the screen for us to enjoy, swill on, luxuriate in. It's just amazing. I think my the point of view I'm expressing is from, in the most um, polite way, sort of from the lazy film goers kind of view in terms of, they, as in, they want to... Yeah. be greeted with a big base they want to be greeted with a, a big like they don't they're not perhaps looking for the the choreography of fights and things like that they just want a big wow you know a, a certain portion of bond fans became accustomed to expecting a big base at the end rightly or wrongly and so those watching it now on telly won't get that <clears throat> i th- i think the reason it works and we've said it so many times it's john barry because honestly, without his score for this final battle, it, it yeah. would just be less than half, I reckon, as good. It's so grand, the music, the shots of the overhead in the air, absolutely brilliant theme music. And then the way it slows down when they hit the water to the... And then, the you know, the... Oh, good. Because <laughs> it's like, it's it's saying, even the music slowed down now. This is yeah. cool. Yeah. And John Barry has to up his game quite yeah. a lot because in water the sound effects are a lot more reduced, aren't they? You're not getting yeah, the grunts, yeah. you're not getting ricochets and gunfire and explosions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the, the the music has to step up even more. Yeah, if you compare it to and again something I've said, <laughs> the the fight with the odd job in Fort Knox when you've just oh. got. The, and then. The music just comes in a couple of times. <laughs> Whereas he couldn't do that, you know, if it was all that for the underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. But I think I think the action does up. I think that, that, that it's more, obviously there's more people underwater. Yeah. More, there's a variation in death. Like I say, there's, there's oh, not no. like yeah. water, you know, the, the air supply. There's, um, and then you obviously get Largo spots. You know, or rather, Bond spots Largo. You get the the Thunderball theme kicks in there. Yeah. It's just like this face wow. on the water for a second. Yeah. And I think that that it just sort of just I don't know. For me, the ending is it's sort of in terms of the the underwater kind of you know the the, the stunt stuff really works for me because you, you get that whole kind of variation of like and it, like, like I say it gets a little bit more violent and then you get them on you know the disco volante and then it'll. Mm. Up to like it's like pretty pretty you know hectic you know like yeah. you know <laughs> I think that um, yeah the underwater stuff I think is great and I think it's um, it's just yeah I think there's there's uh, it's it's hard is I think that's the problem it's almost like you know because McClory was like a big kind of you know underwater kind of freak so it had to be 
around that. So it was like, well, I, we need to have more. The plot has to be set underwater. So they're kind of like, you know, it's a bit of a, you know, I don't know. They've made it rod for their own back, having so many scenes, like John was saying, like have so many scenes underwater, so many fights underwater, that the last one doesn't have the impact it should have. But I can see what they're trying to do in terms of like adding variety to it, more people, more, you know, much more going on. Yeah. Kind of like, and like say, like John Barry doing an awful lot, mm. kind of adding the drama to it because it is difficult because you're underwater and you can only move so yeah. fast. Can't really then Absolutely. Yeah. Thing where he's like, yeah. that's the real jetpack of the movie, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's the one. It's a, it's a bookend of jetpacks. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Story arc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I but I I do, I do think it's I, I think it's almost false to say it's slow. I'd, I'd like I, the the fights and even if you look, if you manage to just focus on one particular fight that's going on, it's fast. I think the, the what they're managing to do underwater is really aggressive and fast. I can't believe it. And then that's just if you focus on one. What the, the what they're managing to do at a stage of battle underwater where you've must have rehearsed these <laughs> somewhere else. And on cue, people are doing these fights where some of the fights you see, you know, they reach their own climax with a death, where mm-hmm. some are ongoing, some are people meeting for the first time. It's such an accomplishment. And I can't think that many films have managed to or gone there since. They've not no. a, an underwater battle. They've not, have they? No. They didn't work. <laughs> it's absolutely it's absolutely phenomenal filmmaking and it's brilliant and it's different to a lot of the other battles because firstly i can't think of that many battles it's a battle amongst good and evil and yeah. bond joins in like usually yeah. it's bond who starts it and then the army come along and support him but this is the other way around this is the army fighting largo and then yeah. bond comes with his jetpack so i yeah. like that variation i think underwater is the only place you can have this epic battle because the discover lanty is far too small scale so that has to be that has to be where the massive battle is but i th- i think people are, i don't think and I might be wrong here, but I'm not sure when people say it's slow, they actually mean what they're saying. Mm. And what what I'm what I mean think is think of Lewis Gilbert. Lewis Gilbert builds everything up as a pyramid. So his volcano scene, his battle in the volcano when you only live twice, everything is built up. That is the climax of the film. That is the climax battle. And in very much way, this is the climax battle of this film, and it's brilliant. The issue is, is that we've already seen so much action already in the water. So you're not you're, you're not building up to actually any new location where something new is happening. So I think people then start like, and because previously we just had the underwater scene with Largo spotting Bond pulling the things out, it feels from too quickly from one to another. Whereas the actual epicness of that scene that's happening here is unbelievable but if there was just a bit of editing where that previous scene was a couple before and there was a few on land in between it might just give it a bit more breathing space to emphasize just what's going on here Mm. i might be completely out but i I, the only that's the only i can't see how people say the long and boring i can only think it's because there's been a few Back to back, that yeah, it I think just feels drawn them. out. Yeah, yeah. It's, been, think... it's been sort of judged by unfair standards. You know, it's like 
you give us all this brilliance and oh we just get more brilliance it's not good enough but even then you get you get all the disco volante stuff it's still not the end yeah living daylights we always cannot wait to talk about that it goes a bit it doesn't it's not as good the ending you know We've just got a guy dangling off the back, back of a plane. That's not good enough. And then you've got my favourite that no one likes, you know, the Whitaker. You, you know, an added end, end fight. Unbelievable end fight. Still not enough. Uh, you know, it's like... I, I do, no I, one likes. I've never heard anyone <laughs> talk about the Whitaker. Unbelievable. <laughs> Using the, the the miniatures and the guns and the histor- different historical guns over the years and cannons and everything and... It's, and using the gadget to kill him is absolutely yeah. brilliant. You know? But no, I'm, anyway. But back to this, it's, it does feel like the the criticisms are, oh, you, okay, fair enough. You've invented this entire new way of filmmaking, and yeah, it's won an Oscar or whatever. But you know, come on, it's not good enough. I, it, it's dated. But I, d- I don't think it has dated because it's no. not. It's yeah. not really been done again, like Harry says. And it. What, what could be done differently if anyone did it now? What. No, no, what you can't do it quicker. It'd be an hour yeah. longer, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would be CGI, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would. Right about like the ending, you know, there's there's no way you can't have it makes no sense. There's no layer, so there's there's no there's no base to apart from disco. You can't what's the point about it being on land because it's an aquatic film. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it has to be underwater, it has to be there. But like you say, that the, the, there is excuse the pun, it is sort of watered down in terms of the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that they you go from underwater, 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 then another scene underwater. It's a bit like right, okay, I've seen that, and you can see where the, the filmmakers are trying to you know up their game. But yeah, I understand why people would would feel that way. But when you actually, like you were saying, Harry, when you actually watch it, this is great action. This is great filmmaking. It is, yeah, and you get an end battle. Like we said, you know, we don't we don't get them that often now. So I'm isolated. If someone said, "Right, you've got yeah. a ten minute break from work now. You can go and you know get a decent sized telly out. I'm just going to put on this battle underwater. You've not seen it. You know, you've not seen any underwater battle. How you know you just you could sit there and absorb so much and take in so much from it, wouldn't you? And they uh, we haven't mentioned the um, John. Did you want to come in on that? Because I'm just ch- slightly just adding something else. You add on, you add on, Math. I was making no, some no, pithy was remark. Saying, no pithy remark. <laughs> Those Terence Malick esque bits of yeah, scene yeah. amidst the battle, like a lobster here or another aquatic creature there, just in the middle of it. You know, like yeah, in, in Terence Malick films, he 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 does that, like yeah. reminding you of the nature of the surroundings of this human battle that's sort of dis- yeah. Yeah, it's an arty film. My <laughs> <laughs> art. I'm just thinking about what you just said, Harry. I'm going to go Stephen Carty for a minute and ask a question. <laughs> I, if you had a 10 minute slot to watch any of the epic Bond battles, which one would you go for? Just Ooh. off the top of your head, I'll tell you now, mine would be the Moonraker laser battle. I'm. I'm going to uh, go for the one that I mentioned earlier, and for your eyes only, just because I don't. Oof. Know. Yes, it's that's good. It ends with the chase of Locke. Yeah. So, oh, that one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about St. Cyril's as well. I mean, that is. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but that, yeah. Uh, but you know, you're right. You're right. Though. Um, is this this is open to everyone, isn't it? John? Oh, every, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, I do. I absolutely love 
I really love the GoldenEye end fight, but that's more about yeah. the Trevelyan Bond fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, m- most, mostly about that. Oh, sorry, you weren't, you weren't just limiting it to battles like the ones we've mentioned. Were you mentioned- oh, I thought you were. Oh, you just want to I, 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 I personally meant big battles, but I'm oh, not right. going okay, like, to disqualify anyone. It's just a general question, you know. I would say on Her Majesty's. Oh, oh, blimey, yeah. It has all those elements, plus the music, plus the drama. And I think that's mm-hmm. the, it feels like yeah. this, like it's almost like a little film, you know, as soon as the helicopter start career. Yes. The banter back and forth on the radio, and then... it's like a mini condensed, uh, like yeah, I look like the, the, the way the film Predator, you know, helicopters into the area. You know, it's st- if it started with that, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's some, yeah, that's my um, Predator one. <laughs> <laughs> but as in, I love the entrance to. It's got such a good entrance, hasn't it? On the on the helicopters, I don't know. I'm going to have to think of an answer. Thing, yeah. I mean, the obviously the obvious ones we've mentioned the you only live twice and Spy Love Me is a big one, isn't it? Because they're so good, they get oh no, it's too obvious. When I watch You Only Live Twice in the cinema, that when yeah. when when the army assemble on the their silhouettes on the at night time yeah. on the horizon, I I was wow, <laughs> what a moment! And I and I, I did say at the time I've never seen anything like that at the cinema really before. Oh. That big battle where you've got a huge interior set with people being killed all the way over there in the distance, people falling off places. Mm. Like, you just don't see that anymore. Oh, damn me. I just love James Bond. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Damn straight. I don't think you could, you don't need to have this kind of massive battle in every film, but I no? think you need it in like good two thirds or three quarters, I think. So, Fury Eyes Only is good because it's sort of, it goes a bit more rogue at the end where it is the, you know, but but you've got a completely new scenario, haven't you? That base on the, I mean, the most epic location ever to get that. Mm. And Skyfall, of course, is deliberately going smaller and smaller and smaller. It, it wouldn't work if every film's like that, but yeah, that, as long as you've had all the other battles in other films, then you can do the odd one. I mean, I mean, we haven't mentioned the tankers. I know there's no, there's not loads of in license to kill. I know there's loads of henchmen. Well, there are a few henchmen chasing them, aren't they? But few drivers, Perez and et al. And yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's not a bad ten minutes, is it? Ten fifteen minutes. Well, <laughs> ten fifteen minutes in. So I not- love. I love entrances. I love entrances to bases. Just thinking about what Chris has said, obviously about the helicopters, the the climb to Saint Cyril's. I love. Oh, yeah. inf- I love. Inf- I love infiltration. I absolutely yeah. love it. with that man. Give me a bit of infiltration. <laughs> Your top five best penetration. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's class. The people in red, who who are they? Are they NATO or the... I, I that was my question. I think it's NATO. Yeah. Because it's not explained, is it? It's just the the good yeah, The UN is blue, of course, yeah. in UNICEF. Yeah, but obviously because Bond has worn red, it sort yeah. of makes yeah. Which you would think actually would be you would choose a different colour to, to make Bond stand out. Yeah, there he gets the backpack though, doesn't he? Gets though? the backpack, yeah. Yes. Quite awkward because he has to sort of lean forward and then... Mm. The kitchen sink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> on you, everything looks good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. So that is how he, like Math says, he's introduced slightly later, isn't he? He he, yeah. he joins them, doesn't he? Mm. Because he's like, right, I've just done all that. Now you guys, are, the army's doing it. No, I want a piece of that. I want to help them. Yeah. It's so good. And the way he's lowered. And like I say, how the music changes. And I can't, oh, dear me. <laughs> so there's like harpoons, aren't there? Has, have they been shown on the screen before? Under, underwater harpoons? And... I think you're right. I think it is the first time. Yeah, wow. Like, they're an absolute staple, aren't they, now? Yeah. You, you know, like... the water weapon, that is... And like, is it just Largo's that's more like a trident? Or do all the buddies have... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The god of the... Um, yeah, yeah. Ariel! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bastion! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bigged up Barry, but the sound design, unbelievable. it is unbelievable, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Hear yeah. all these little, yeah, like the, the crack of the lens when he... Yeah. The, it's quite a, you know, it's the math, the underwater equivalent of the strangulation, you know, cheat mode, just cut off the air. <laughs> yeah. Cut off the stalk there. You know? Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, don't, don't use the, don't use a knife to stab them. No, no, cut, cut off the air. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as it happens, like taking someone's goggles off, they have to go straight. To yeah, the... straight up, right? I'll say them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a tag rugby can. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a Royal Rumble match. <laughs> You're out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's class. <laughs> Terrible environmentally unfriendly, the yellow. Yeah. Yeah, smoke. Yeah. Stink bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you smell underwater. <laughs> yeah. You can't hear in space. Yeah. yeah you can't. <laughs> Underwater, no one can hear. No oh, one can smell your farts. No one can smell <laughs> Thunderbolt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 007's back, Harry. You okay with that? Yes. Like I, like I did mention before, I like it here at the end. But I, I, the, the point of what I was saying before is two, was two things. I'm I'm not as mega keen as everyone else seems to be, but the 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 main point was how good it was at the at the good old junk canoe. That was that was that was the reason I brought that up. I do still like it. Don't worry. Like Matt, Matt says, you get individual fights, don't you? And in the oh Matt, I think you said it, Harry. In the background, you can see all these. <laughs> other yes. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Let me mention all the things that got Largo spots Bond. Mm. He swims so fast. Yeah. Then. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Yeah, unbelievable. Rick oh. Van Nutter was playing him. <laughs> Mariner. <Yeah. laughs> oh, what a double bill that would be. Thunderball and Waterworld. My Has anyone seen Aquaman? I've not, just out of interest. No. Does, Aquaman, does Aquaman do this stuff? He's, what does Aquaman do? It was better than the average superhero for me, I thought. Yeah, it's kind of like, he knows what it is and just yeah. like... There's but underwater not, stuff there. None right? of it's filmed underwater now. Is Willem Dafoe's in it? Yeah. Presumably, yeah. <laughs> Presumably, like, the Little, yeah, mermaid, the little yeah. mermaid will all have been filmed underwater. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> she had to sing under, <laughs> <laughs> under the sea. Oh. <laughs> so obvious. Um. <laughs> yeah, so it, there are inventive deaths because it is like, how on earth do we put variety in this underwater. We can't just have mm. harpoons and cutting off air supply. There's one where was it I put yeah, from 
there's a rocket harpoon from his backpack. Yeah. Know? And then there's one, you know, the rope is broken, so it falls and, t- and crushes yeah. two of them. There's like a submerged ship with the, you know, the, you can say the animals, sorry, the fish coming out. And then, yeah, bom- yeah, it puts the bombs down, doesn't he? And yeah. You know, there's an awful lot going on. The harmonica, yeah. 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 <laughs> you sounded a bit underwater then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just said the man with the harmonica. Oh, right, yeah. And that, yeah, as the battle becomes more chaotic, I've got chaotic. The, <laughs> <laughs> the strings come in, Matthew. You know, yeah. <laughs> it does become more more and more epic, this end yeah. battle. And chaos, isn't it? It is. There's an eel. There's a critique, you know. Yeah. Cretation. I don't know what you'd sort of call it. Is that the yeah. crustacean? Do you mean? Adam. Cretaceous period. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they were. Yeah. An octopus. <laughs> so, yeah, which Bond film has a, an, an octopus in? It's uh, Thunderbolt. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. It's the, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Doctor No Squid that we never. Yeah. So like the one-eyed Willie, you know, the end of Goonies. The, mm. the some there was another squid scene film cut. Thankfully, right, bon, I put Bon harpoons <laughs> a guy in the arm. Yeah, uh, is it? It does look a lot like Connery doing most of this, doesn't it? Quite a lot of it is, isn't it? I don't know. I, I certainly remember the the scene back in Ligo's pool with the sharks. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. um, yeah. you can see, you know, it shows you fairly. Yeah, Without, yeah, the 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 stuntman is there, but I do think that stuntman is has a very close enough likeness of Connery. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they've been really uh, clever and able to pull the wool over our eyes, kind of. That's where we need John Orty, don't we? Yeah, to fill in the gap. We did go through. In, we did a best stunts episode where John went through all this, but to cover all twenty five films, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much detail we could go. The other thing you'll have to think about as well is like how many stuntmen will have been trained and equipped for this because it's a it really is a first, isn't it? Like what this is pioneering and will have been the first job loads of these stuntmen have done. Like yeah, you this. take like you've all got to go and on back underwater and then come up and you know yeah find each other. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, and sharks again. The sharks are into yeah. more live footage of them getting harpoons and. So you like action movies and you love the stars who perform their own stunts, right? Okay, stop. That's not what this show is. We visit movies from the archive and explore the stunt performer's role in creating the magic you see on screen. We take a deep dive into the stunt itself and break it down so you can better understand how important the stunt performers are to big and small screen productions. Join me, John Orty, every Wednesday for the podcast and every Friday for the YouTube episode. Action movie secrets every week when we go behind the stunts. Find it wherever you find your podcasts. So we've had the amazing underwater battles. Under eight, the climax of the film is above water, you could say. <laughs> on, the, on the water, as the ship, the Disco Valance, makes smoke. Now, this is an, another incredible piece of engineering from Ken Adam and his crew, isn't it? How the the Disco Volante just sort of separates, doesn't it, into the into two mm. as it goes quicker. Jettison Cocoon. It, it does. It <laughs> yeah. is Tiger Tanaka, isn't it? I mean, it really is. <laughs> Obviously, it's the same voice. 
but it really is that's his most tiger. Robert Rietti. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well I remember. Um, and obviously the, with the battleships arriving, I always feel a bit yeah. sorry for the bit that's left behind because they're on <laughs> hi, hiding to nothing. <laughs> they yeah, well can they move? I assume yeah. they can't move. Collateral damage. Yeah, yeah. But they're so dedicated to the so committed to Spect. Spect, yeah. <laughs> Andy Murray. <laughs> Spect. <laughs> Spect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah again this is 65 think of those overhead shots of the thing separating and mm. yeah it's a real boat you know it's not a model this this is even now it lo- it would look brilliant yeah, in any yeah. film yeah yeah i know we we discussed it quite a lot on the ken adam special because you instantly think of just sets don't you but th- this of course was yeah together by him as well and that imagination it's so bond isn't it again Mm. Having a having a vehicle that is like nothing you've ever seen before, and it's the baddies, of course, as well. On the Blu-ray, there's quite a few like little documentaries about the making yeah. of Thunderball and stuff. I think it's quite clear that Ken Adam was a very significant part in this film. I had a far bigger say than possibly he'd had previously. So, like on the scoping at the start, it was him. Brock, it was him, Saltzman, Broccoli, and McClory who did the scoping at the start yeah. and stuff. So, you know, think about that. You're talking with the producers. They're obviously, at this point, realise how indispensable he is. Mm. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, like you say, Matt, those two, I think a couple of guys, poor guys, having a gun battle left to, mm. to fight themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, this crisp shot of, like, you know, the sailors, again, very only live twice with the, the shorts and the cap. Shooting like lying down, yeah, with a machine gun, very crisp. The, so yeah, the the first bit of the ship's then blown up. Um, is it Largo says we've still got one bomb aboard? That's the the thing that they've still got, isn't it? As in, if it was just chasing Largo, it would be fairly meaningless, wouldn't it, in terms <laughs> of the grand scheme? But while they've still got this nuclear bomb, then bond oh, is yeah. still relevant. Yeah. So what happens to the other one? Uh... Was it captured? Was it left underwater? I don't know. Heck. Do they only manage to transport one up? Well, you hope not, because he blows up the other bit. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's not on the um, yeah, not on the yeah. other Discover Land. Left on a grotto somewhere. In a grotto. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find this out. Yeah. You know, everything wrong with Thunderball. Those videos, you know, those YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, there's quite a bit of to and fro from Pinewood and the exterior shots. Mm. So there's the the cabin, isn't there, and all that now, which is obviously with a equivalent of a green screen, a blue screen, I suppose. Yeah, with the fastest driving. Oh, yeah. Seen, yeah, absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because obviously that that does date a bit, but mm. it still feels like one of those incredible three D rides you, you used to go on at. Epcot or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> you, know, you can see it in front of you. The, oh, my any word. slight movement of the thing. Yeah. Can you imagine that queuing oh. up at Epcot to go on the Disco Volante? Oh. You know, in the in the Bahamas section of you know the world thing. You go, oh, John, James Bond theme park. What an idea! <laughs> oh, what the oh. islands of adventure? You know, James Bond Island. Oh, don't. <laughs> Unhouse level. Oh. Level. <laughs> yeah. Level. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. So, yes, 
Kutzer appears. Yeah. He, he suddenly becomes, like John says, it's a bit random. He suddenly becomes a hero. He's turned. Yeah. By Mayday. He's turned on. Doing his job, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the Mayday of his time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really go out in a blaze of glory like yeah. Mayday does, though, does he? <laughs> well, go like, good sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so he unties Domino, basically, which is crucial. And he throws the arming device into the sea so the bomb can't go off. So, again, now that is it. Mm. Largo's just being hunted for personal reasons, isn't he, now? And then, I think we mentioned this in our stunts episode, John, didn't we, with uh, John Orty. That shot of Bond climbing onto the, the boat as it's yeah. going hundreds of miles an hour. I, yeah. It doesn't really mention, doesn't it? It's a great stunt, but it's a bit like the living, sorry, License to Kill one, isn't it? Where he grabs on no, the plane. It's because they don't, I don't think they make a big thing about it. They, they yeah. obviously they show it for a decent amount of time, but not mm. over long. They don't let you see it for ages and make a big thing of it, which is, mm. Such a good way to do it in many ways. Because the scene's it's so such quick. an outstanding shot on a, of an outstanding stunt. Yeah. yeah. And again, like you say, on this um original boat, this yeah. you know, boat that's been designed especially for the for the film. It's one of a kind. It in fairness to uh Wizard of Ice, when I did a watch uh Thunderball with him earlier this year when we both had COVID, uh he was Absolutely waxing lyrical about this stunt. Oh, good! Thought oh. It was, thought yeah. it was one of the best stunts and most underrated stunts yeah. in the series. And right, and it is. I mean, it, it's brutal. You look at it; it's very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. It's a very good stunt. Yeah, I'm not saying that like uh, cables and wires are always visible, but it seems like there's nothing on this. That it seems like it is just genuinely the stuntman climbing up the side of a boat. In, you know, and it's the the outfit as well. It's the wet, which is just yeah. shorts. There's no, I'm sure you know. In the stunt episode, John Orty made reference to kind of how clothing is used to disguise, and especially, yeah, padding. Yeah, uh, yeah. going underneath mm. clo- clothing. This stuntman is in bare shorts doing it, even if he is tied mm. to it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Mm. Boy shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true though, isn't it? It must be one of the I don't know. I'm trying to think of stuff that's gone before it, which is as daring. Not you know, there's been memorable stuff, but yeah, not many big stunts are there in the pre the three previous. I mean, obviously, we've had the Thunderball in, at the start of Thunderball. You've had the jetpack. This is more daring, yeah. probably, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you've pace. Yeah, yeah, you've Speed had ones. You've had ones that have caused more harm. Yeah. So obviously, like the the boat in what was supposed to be Venice in from Russia with love, that didn't someone nearly yeah. die on that. Yeah, that was <laughs> fire yeah. and yeah, didn't yeah. want to go to burn his eyelids yeah. or something. Yeah, really, yeah. really, really bad. Mm. Yeah. Well, you see them, you see them all dying and on fire, jumping in. Yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> dreadful. Yeah. Oh, on the helicopter, which which crashed, didn't it? Yes. Terence Young in it, or did he save uh, it or something? What? There was something was about Terence yeah, Young yeah. in it, yeah. So Bond is, is amazingly onto the speeding boat now, and he enters the cabin. This isn't a fight which doesn't really get talked about again, does it? It's obviously not nah, one, one, so one fight. Well, be- Margo, because... But it's because down, it's a bit bitty, isn't it? And Yeah, this is, uh, you know, it's another... It's not every single fight has to be, Yeah, you know... There can be obstacles in the way, which mean that someone's being, you know, 
so it's it like you say interrupted and yeah and you know not as simple as two people being in a room and going at it which obviously can be really exciting but like you know here it's it's brilliant because there's obviously the stakes of the ship going ridiculously fast yeah i, I i've never heard anyone talk about it probably for that reason because it's not such a it's not necessarily you know massively choreographed although you know there are some crisp moves in there and and things but yeah it's, it's really crisp it's, it's a bit jolly fast isn't it mm, yeah very yeah. Yeah. Very nicely. Just do Matthew say that that you know there's there's something else interrupting it. It's, it's quite Indiana Jones, you know how you have when in the room where the ceiling's going down and stuff. You know in the, in Temple of Doom. Yeah. And then I think while while they're trying to do the you know the famous fight with uh, what's his name the stuntman in Raiders. Yeah, yeah. You've got that added danger that roach. going yeah, around yeah. and the blade. Absolutely, you know, yeah. You try and so the fight isn't done done. It's like. Quick get yeah. away and then or, the fight. And the one in with him in Temple of Doom, you know, on the that travel, yeah. you know, I yeah. don't know, thing where he gets crushed. Oh. Yeah. It's Yeah, and this one it's like it's like three the drama of the crashing of the the boat. But it's also Bond mm. fighting henchmen and Lager. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like a proper it's like WrestleMania or yeah. something. It's like everyone's like <laughs> yeah. everyone's having a crack at everyone, aren't they? <laughs> Throwing yeah. everyone overboard. It's a it's, oh, go it's, the stone. <laughs> yeah. It's really that, uh, that guy comes oh, up with that it, on his face, isn't it? <laughs> Have you ever had a, a I'm trying to think of it, a, a similar fight with he's the, he's the henchman and the Bane villain in, mm. in the Bond series? I don't think I ha- I don't think they've ever mm. done that before or or since, certainly. But it is a proper scrap again. You can tell it's you know you know, Terence Young is like, let's get down and dirty. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it, yeah. but then also the drama is like, turn up to eleven because you've got this. Yeah, cutting to, let's steer the yeah. boat and not crash yeah. into rocks. And it's qu- quite a confined space again, isn't it? Yeah. It's not exactly you know roomy. Yeah. I love the some is it one where a henchman grabs Bond, you know, holds his arms whilst then Largo punches him. Yeah. Mm. Like again, wrestling. Yeah. So. Tag team. <laughs> yeah. Tag team. <laughs> but the convincing punches and everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so. it's another really physical, aggressive fight from Sean Connery. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously you talk yeah. about the Russia Love train fight, but he's displaying those same yeah. movements. And I've mentioned it before with other bonds in other films, but real facial expression from him when he's fighting in terms of agony, desperation and uh, like real oomph in every punch that he makes and every punch that he takes. He's, he's so good at that, Connery. It's terrifying when they do hit the rocks eventually after they're trying to avoid them and steering the wheel. Oh, yeah. The sort of way they sort of both fall back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, it's a bit, you know, it might look a bit dated now, but it's committed acting from everybody. And they do they do sell the scene. I'll tell you what, it's, it's slightly like, I don't know if anyone in this... <laughs> Call or any listeners recall, there's a big train sketch where um, <laughs> someone wa- walks in a room and like a fight ensues, and it's sort of there's cuts that are repeated here and there, and then someone gets up and they get pushed over. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all provoked and prompted by a certain line, and then every time this man says a line, it erupts into this big fight. But <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah. like that in terms of Bond is going around dealing with so many different henchmen all around. <laughs> After he's not one down, he's got to go over to the other corner of the cockpit and knock another down. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Never ending. All of this stuff with the Disco Volante, the wonderful thing about it is I can actually see what's going on, I can tell what's going on, and I can follow. The 
the geography of the storytelling um, in an action sense, which makes such a great, brilliant, refreshing change to so many present-day action movies. I know exactly what's happening in there, especially when we get to the cabin. I know what's happening all the time. I can see what's happening. It's playing in front of me. It's desperately exciting. Um, it's very, very physical and meaty and sort of chunky. Everyone's getting what appears to be extremely hurt. No, no least... Sean with the wedgie that he's got going on throughout this scene as well. Goodness gracious me, some excavation needed to remove that. But it's great, and I do love a hand-to-hand fight between the goody and the baddie. You know, especially when they're up close and personal in wetsuits and there's massive stakes and the boat is about to hit the flipping, you know, the rocks and all this. It's just wonderful. I love every single crunchy second of it. The editing is brilliant. Again, it pops off the screen. The colours are everywhere. Again, this is another shout for the um, orangey red that Sean is wearing. What a great choice that is because against all the blue and darker colours of the sky, the sea and Largo's men and the uniforms and everything, you've got this superhero in blazing orange and I absolutely love it it's just great, it's a great great sequence again, Bond, 60s Bond Bond of any point in the franchise just being the absolute business and deeply, deeply exciting this is what we're here for, this is why we come to watch these movies, adore Special mention does need to be made for the frankly lunatic back projection that's going on uh, in the cabin scenes. The speed at which it looks like the hydrofoil is uh, is travelling looks warp, <laughs> light speed. It's Millennium Falcon levels of speed going on here. But again, all part of the incredible charm for me. Love it all. Loved that as a kid watching that, and I love it now. Yeah. Do you like the you know the, the speed it up? Quite almost, you know, on a Majesty's, you'd you'd see it come back. Yeah, the, the speed up t- for the editing to make it not just the pace of it, but the actual movements within the the, yeah. the guards themselves. It's all it's all very stylized, but that like yeah. say, it's, it's it's the filmmaking of the time. And how many films do you watch nowadays? Where you think, oh, that's not going to age very well. You know, whether yeah. it's CGI or like the yeah, shot fair. or the cinematography. There's so many films that I watch nowadays that oh, that's not going to hold up. But when I go back and watch. You know, obviously, this this thing, the scenes like this, and the car driving scenes in Doctor No, which like is quite clearly back projection. Mm. But I just think, well, that's that's what they had. That's what they were working. Yeah, on yeah. Mm. I'm not gonna. That's, I'm not gonna take points off. You know, for that. No, because that's yeah, what no. they're working with, and it also adds to the, you know adds to the charm, but also it adds to it, it becomes quite a striking stylistic choice, isn't it? Like like in on Her Majesty's, the speeding up of the fights, mm. the punches. Yeah, it becomes that's just the way it was shot. It's not. I don't know. I, I don't know whether there's, it's half and half with this needs to be more exciting or this is just an approach to the filmmaking we want to choose. You know, this is a stylistic approach to it. You know, because yeah. like On Her Majesty is, is an incredibly stylish film. You know, mm. every mm. shot is just stunning. And you could argue every shot is very dated because it's shot <laughs> through the lens of a, you know, late 60s. But I, I you know, I, I really kind of, Every time I watch a Bond film, I love that the fact that it is the technique is from that period. But yeah. I know that when they were making it, they were like, "What's the most advanced technique mm. used mm. and applied to the scene?" Yeah. And um, yeah, I just I, 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 I love. There are quirks to it. I mean, you, you kind of like go, "Oh, isn't it a bit? It's like it's a bit kind of old school." But that's the charm. Mm. It's another moment where you've got to admire like the Bond producers' commitment and ambition to. The idea that they've come up with, you know, they've come up with this idea that Bond is going to get on board the Disco Valentin, you know, get the bomb, defeat Largo, 
get Domino. You know, that idea is so good, so action-packed and adventurous for audiences yeah. that the, they don't hold back and they will seek out the technology to make it happen and they'll do what they can within their limits to make it seem lifelike. Desire to make something that audiences haven't seen before and they haven't seen Bond do before. I love how they're pushing themselves, always pushing the envelope with what they want to do. And, they, you know, they come with it, they've got the idea and they maybe it looks a bit dated now, but followed through with the idea. They didn't hold back, they went for it. Well, yeah, like given the, the, the you know, that I'd rather the, the, the film it and use the most advanced sort of technology rather than go, it's not possible, we can't, we'll have to rewrite it. We, can just, we mm. can't do yeah, this. Yeah. We'll just, yeah. we'll do something else. We'll do something safe. It's like, well, no, yeah. this is the way we're going to do it. I'd rather than do that and it be, you know, a product of its time than actually we never got yeah. that scene, did we? We never got that ending, did we? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, fair point. Mm. I know I'll obviously bring in Quantum because you, <laughs> you could say with that, it's the same thing that that even now might look a bit dated because it was very of its time, the editing, the way the fights were done. The difference with that is, of course, that was following on copying Bourne to an extent. Whereas this here isn't, as to my knowledge, these are new techniques that haven't really been done at this level, certainly, with this much going on in one scene before. I might be wrong. And then Honor Majesty's is, I mean, visually, it's very, very interesting. <laughs> I, I I think one of the differences I find between this and Quantum of Solace is, is, is that this is very varied. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. the, there's the fight in terms of, the one with Bob Simmons at the at the front, and there's this one here. But amongst the middle of it, there's not like frenetic fast. You know, so let's say the the chase in the junk canoe that is amazing, mm. but that uses different kind of speeding up techniques yeah. there. And then you've got the underwater stuff is is deliberately slow because it's like so. So there's a variation of of different uses. Quantum is a one trick pony. It never <laughs> stops any other way. It's like you've pressed the fast forward button on your mm. on your VCR. One point one point five. Yeah, one point five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, than that. So it grates less here because you see that they're actually trying to. <laughs> they thought about the style that they're trying to do for this shot. I, I, personally, it's not my favorite thing. The kind of fast paced in this. But I could be seen as being a hypocrite because I love it in Majesties. But at least I look at it and I go, yeah, but I can see what they're trying to do. They've had a think about it and they're looking at it. I don't think they've done that with Quantum. I just genuinely think from start to finish, they thought that's the style Bourne was, so that's the style we're doing. Yeah, and, and also looking at like other like films and TV series at the time, like I'm sure there's there's episodes of like the Saint where the fights are sped up because that's what that, that was mm. the technique mm. at the time was to make it try. We are this is this is filmmaking. This is a you know a TV series. What can we use to utilize to make it more exciting? Well, this is a technique we're going to use at the time. Inevitably, you know something that is sort of seen as kind of cutting edge or kind of modern ends up aging much quicker than other stuff. And I think that's what's happened with the Bond series is that it's like, well, this is this seems like a really good, great idea to make it much more exciting. But then within a couple of years, it's like, uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't mm. the best choice at the time. And then that's what you get is that you look back at it and go, oh, well, that's what they did at the time. And you move on, isn't it? That's, yeah. It is a product of its time and that's what it is. But yeah, it, it just kind of, I don't know. It just sort of, 
I like I like to take it forward. It is in the same way that I watch, you know, Pierce Brosnan films, and I watch the the filmmaking techniques there. And there's a little bit of CGI here, and I think, well, that's mm. what they were using. It that's the, the mm. tools they had at the time, yeah. and yeah, kind of give it a good beating because because of, of that. A lot of it's in the in the edit, though, isn't it? I don't know whether they intended to speed it up when they were filming it, because sometimes you might. It's easy to choreograph if you're doing it slower, knowing you can speed it up a little bit in the edit. Or they looked at it and thought. Nah, it's too slow. You know, we're not. We need to get convey that sense the boat yeah. is out of control. Pace it's up, happening yeah. quick. Yeah, interesting. I do you think there's some? It's not just punches. It's like um, there's one. There's a part where Bond almost grabs and shoves Largo in the face. Like he just grabs yeah. his face and pushes mm-hmm. him away. It, it the the it feels like the plan is to for the fight to like demonstrate the urgency and the speed of everything. I think you know that. Bond is he's scrambling around, he's like being rocked from side to side because obviously he's on a, a boat that's going. I think it is. I think it will have been done and choreographed, knowing that this this is fast paced, this is intense. You're being knocked from pillar to post, and you're grabbing whatever you can, whether it's whether you're grabbing the furniture to hold on, or whether you're grabbing a champagne bottle to smash someone over the head, or whether you all you can do is push Largo away with. In, in his face it's like mm. it's so claustrophobic that it, I think it needs that speed it, it, and like just what a slightly off topic but a huge shout out to James Bond here like <laughs> he's, ju- he's just been in an underwater battle it must be the most strenuous thing ever <laughs> where he's not only like got rid of villains but saved people on his own side done some amazing you know moments of genius where he's used a harpoon gun to do this and a harpoon gun to do that and then he's climbed up the side of a boat, a speedboat, gone into this cockpit, and he's doing some of the best fighting ever to get rid of, <laughs> you know, these henchmen and get Largo. And mm. that, you know, yeah. James, well, that's what James Bond's got. Yeah. That's what what Bond's got over all the other henchmen, all the other people in the water, all the other soldiers. Mm. He can keep going, and he keeps going right to the end until he's defeated mm. the, the villain. He is something special. He is mm. incredible what he's done. What well, an achievement. Well, <laughs> yeah, well. But having said that, it looks like he's had it, doesn't it? Because he's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Largo's... It's lo- it's Largo's got a gun, is it? Yeah, he's got a gun. gun yeah. yeah. Da, da. <laughs> so yeah. good, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Da. And then, of course, yeah, yeah, Domino appears from behind. And it, I'm trying to think now, does this happen in Never Say Never Again? Does Domino kill Largo in that? I think she's right. Oh, ask John. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember. I can't, I can't even remember. remember Is it in those crisp underwater caves? Yeah, yeah. Or... Not sure the crisp, but yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, kill. I think I've said this before, but he kills Dots and O, but now we're on a real run. Well, well he does he kill Dots and O. He's so. All right, well, there we go. When and then finally obviously kill somebody, the he kills villain. Grant. Yeah. Grant. Yeah, but Rosa Claire at the end, it's. Yeah, Tatiana, Goldfinger. Then, yeah, he sort of helps. Well, he kills odd job, and then yeah, Goldfinger. Which no, he doesn't no. really. <laughs> sort of, he contributes. He gets an it, assist. It, it, yeah, it's a fight between Goldfinger and Bond, and and Goldfinger falls out, and Bond doesn't. So even yeah. if he doesn't yeah, yeah, directly yeah. kill him, it's it's one yeah. nil to Bond in it. But it's yeah. not. They're not just he punches him and he knocks him unconscious. Or just, no. Dies or something. 
And then, no, of course, but at least the standard is that at least he doesn't yeah. die. So anything, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Win, so, <laughs> and then obviously the Blofelds you can't kill. So that's a run of yeah. It's Kananga, isn't it? The first, <laughs> the first major main villain he directly kills, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. Just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this because obviously the complaint is you know Bond doesn't really kill an awful. <sighs> recently, he hasn't really been. That's successful, uh, is it? But I don't know. I'm 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 not so sure. A satisfying ending. Yes. He can yeah. kill the villain. He can kill yeah. the henchman. He can kill. He can be saved. He can. Yeah. Get, as long as it's satisfying, I'm happy. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sense. with you, Chris. There's no yeah. pattern. You've got to judge it on each individual film. And Domino's story is is great that she yeah. is. And then I love how they they don't do that with Melina. You know, it's it's deliberately di- different, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think the Domino one is like very revolutionary, very yeah. uh, very daring. You know, I know mm. Tatiana killed Kleb, but it is a woman killing a woman. And here, you know, we've for all this talk again about the women of Bond in the sixties <laughs> and the seventies and all yeah. this. This is a woman who, like, you know, just takes out revenge and kills Largo, and and Bond yeah. would be dead yeah. but for Domino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Absolute and, fair play, and she'd of course hadn't she made Bond promise to kill Largo? Yes, yeah, yeah. But it ends up that she kills, she kills him. And I love it that it's it's a harpoon as well. It, you know, it's so yeah intrinsic to the film, the yeah. weapon yeah. of choice of the film. He does look like this is you know he does look pretty yeah, scared, isn't he? and he's like sweating, he's on the floor and everything, and he's he's, he's a goner. You're glad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Such yeah. a good line, absolutely yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Sure, Rob could do an edit where obviously Bond is shot. Yeah. <laughs> what's the first? What's the first bit of you know? Uh, I M thought Ray I Bynes. should say. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it appropriate to say. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shot of the Thames, you know, slightly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here a little. It is, uh, it is a very satisfying edit. She just say, "I'm glad I killed him." So, yeah, I know that you're glad of. It's such a good line. Yeah, yeah. And then cuts through his back. Yeah, so he, yeah. And it's a bit frenetic. Obviously, they need to get. Yeah, they can't. They can't remove him. He's stuck to the controls. So right, we don't have time for that. It's going to crash into the rock. So we've got to get out now. Yeah, <laughs> give him a rubber ring and chuck him off the side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't swim. Even though he's the hero. Yeah, yeah. Does he say there's no time to learn or best allies or there's. <laughs> There's always time to learn. It's, yeah, but... it's, it's never too late to learn. Yeah. It's never too late, right? Okay, yeah. Oh, I thought it was, it's too late to learn. Like, sorry, you're gonna have to just jump and hope you can swim. <laughs> yeah. Can you swim? But he, he does. You know, it's... Can you imagine jump, jumping off into the ocean at that speed. I mean, absolutely awful. Drop and roll. I know. Clock off death. Like you know, like <laughs> going into going to a, a propeller, just being sucked into oh, it as you go yeah, into yeah. the water. Yeah. It was getting too dark for Roger Moore. Too right. <laughs> then, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't know where he goes. Cuts it doesn't really matter. We don't need to see these things. It's a classic ending, which again is shown in No Time to Die, isn't it? The exact same yeah. shot of the circular yellow yeah. dinghy. Yeah. yeah, is it this yeah. where there's some gorgeous pizzicato string version of Oh Bond, yeah, Bond yeah. theme whilst they're in the dinghy? Yeah, and whilst he's doing I the skyhook thing. Yeah. Ideally, I would have not then cut to the normal original Bond theme. I just wish that continued on its own, you know, new Barry version of the Bond theme. Because it just cuts like... You know, it doesn't it doesn't quite fit with it. 
So the disco, the disco Volante explodes. <laughs> don't like Daniel Bear with them. Yeah, so it, colli- it collides with the rocks, doesn't it? So when they jump off, it explodes. <laughs> Apparently, so in when it was, when it's being shot, this John Steers, you know, the visual effects guy who got an Oscar, who we have talked about. I know it was a long time ago, but we did mention him quite a lot. So he he was ex- supplied with experimental rocket fuel to use so we've got the shot of the exploding yachts he apparently ignored the true power of the you know the liquid which was very volatile <laughs> and he doused the entire yacht with it took cover and then detonated the boat <laughs> the resultant massive explosion <laughs> shattered windows <laughs> along bay street in nassau roughly 30 miles away <laughs> wow goodness no man oh, you know how that video of that in China, that fire... <laughs> yeah, yeah, China, <laughs> the that fireworks, firework, that yeah, firework, in China, uh, yeah, yeah, that could be seen in space, <laughs> yeah, like wow, like, all this, unbelievable. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so, if you thought that was a mod, you know, but oh, it's a model, no, absolutely ridiculous, massive explosion, that's, yeah. That's of course, Inspector was the biggest ever explosion, yeah, yeah, just turn and face that, yeah, they just. Yeah. Come on, said recently actually. Would even if they could have kissed then, just a quick kiss, you know, before they go, just show you'd have the two rather than just stood there watching it. Anyway, <laughs> if you have to have, if you have to have that shot, it's long, isn't it? Yeah, but you just Mendes loves those long, long shots. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is a quick film though, so very, very quick cut, very quickly edited and fast paced. So <laughs> yeah, so the yeah the play, more amazing stuff going on the plane emerges doesn't it to help bond so it's dropped the dinghy mm. we've mentioned the, th- the lovely theme and then they sort of get out of the boat don't they to connect or whatever they do to this thing yeah, the whole there's no speaking you know do- no no yeah no dialogue nothing just domino looks completely confused <laughs> and yeah. as he would was like, not like sorry what are we doing can we not just wait here there's no danger you know there's no need for us to do any of this yet? The dinghy escape is so beautiful. It really is. A big yellow popping dinghy being dropped from the sky for James Bond and the Bond lady to be rescued. It is a mega, mega Bond iconography trope, isn't it? It's just wonderful. Particularly in this instance, it's elevated to sort of like godlike tier levels because it's got this gorgeous subdued version of the Bond theme. This lovely, you know, you've just had all that excitement, Barry's score going absolutely bananas. And then you've got this, hey, isn't it cool? I just, it's brilliant. This is, again, it's everything I love about Bond in one great big gorgeous technical nutshell. It's, it's so epic and so Bond and so Bond. The pace that they go is, I mean, can you imagine you'd scream and faint, wouldn't you? Say that's so Bond and that, I was just watching it, I was thinking, you know, when you talk about what you want in the new Bond or what recent ones have been lacking and you think about jokes, you think about like action scenes, you think about a fight with a villain, which I agree with, but it's also these little moments mm. that make that, yeah. that are part of the Bond franchise, isn't it? These little escapes, these little, you know... Right. Yeah, exactly. It's those little things as well. It's not such a... It doesn't have to be something big and fantastical to make it a James Bond adventure, necessarily. It's these Bond moments that are, you know, a little bit a little bit cheeky, kind of, a little bit fun. They are necessary, and I don't... You know, when you go back to look at what made these Bond films work so well, these little moments are really important and just help that audience watching have that good feeling of, ha- you know, like the happy ending. Yeah. Or, you know, it can happen in the middle of the film, these moments where 
there's some kind of funny event that happens but it's memorable and it's and it like the audience's imagination is captured by it and it, i think that they shouldn't be underestimated until now that we'd always had a really positive upbeat ending and very bond and very or you could just say to yourselves as you with the audience like oh that was great film wasn't it that's the kind of ending yeah look mm-hmm. i know i know we've got on a, on a majesty's round the corner but apart from that it's a long run of just a pump fisting ending. Isn't it? Oh yeah, no, pumping saying, your I, fist, fist pumping, <laughs> your tum- hunched double. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you said it. Uh, yeah. No, you, no, you said pump fisting, but it's fist pumping. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I said pumping. Fist pumping. Yeah, right. yeah. He, he got it right. I just see. No, he said pump. Fisting. Pumping your fist. Pumping your fist, yeah. No, yeah. Before, anyway. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say I Again, and this is this is, this is is what Bond should be doing, I can't imagine sitting there in the cinema it, and that year, and I've never seen anything like that. I've no. never seen a plane yeah. lift people out of the sea. Mm. I don't think I've anything, seen anything quite like it since, and that's that's mm. what Bond should be doing. Is that again that that like like Harry was saying that that sense of it's a little thing. It's like I don't need to know the technical things of planes doing this and that, but just out of nowhere they just whisk mm. off, and yeah. I completely yeah. buy it. And it's just this amazing, and the music lifts up, and it's just this is this is Bond. Mm. This is this oh. is what Bond should be about, and it's what what a brilliant ending. And like I say, also like I say in that that filmmaking choices of no dialogue no yep. need to explain everything mm. this is what's going to happen next love and you're going to get pulled up into the air and this is what's going to happen and when we get back to the office i'll you know we'll, you know I'll, I'll introduce you to q and uh, no <laughs> sit there <laughs> off into the sky that's it yeah yeah don't need anything explaining to me it's a lovely bookend to the start of the film as well, yeah, where it was yeah, him with his jetpack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, jetpack yeah. at the start, yeah. and then you've got this at the end. It's great. All time high. I do <laughs> think it, you know, it, I think it's an odd to it in the uh, in the Dark Knight when, um, you know, he's got yeah. Lau in Hong Kong and the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. of course, um, Lucius Fox says that the CIA had an operational project, and that, does he say in the 60s called Skyhook? Oh, yeah. So I presume it's a nod. To this, yeah, brilliant. Though. Does it say when arrows meet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as as Batman and Lau kiss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Embrace. <laughs> is it? I I can't find much on it, but is that um? That's real, isn't it? There are stuntmen actually dangling from this rope, are they? They're not dummy, are they? Unless it's like Harry's, you know, favourite thing to point out the the dummy Spider Man on, you know, on Spider Man, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, Kirsten Dunst holding on to a dumb, yeah, dummy yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Dated. Can remember when he used to go on about that all the time, Harry? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's partly because it appeared in the incredible uh, Chad Kroger hero oh, song music video, <laughs> which I could just watch and listen to so over and over again. Oh, I think the music video ended with that. So yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. Sort of Spider-Man, dead yeah, Spider Man's body is completely, yeah. yeah, rigid and hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pardon. Person um, <laughs> Dunst is very animated as she clings to him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget Josie Scott, Harry. You know, that yeah. other also, guy singing. Um, anyway. Yeah, that. Yeah. that wolf or. Yeah, I, think <laughs> finding, yeah. I don't Stephen like wolf. finding fault, but. 
Rises, there's a, you know, you're talking about Dark Knight before, but when in the opening scene of that, when the plane falls away to the ground and Dr. Pavel is being held by Bane <laughs> on the line, I think I, I can't help but notice Bane is a dummy now as well. Oh, Whereas goodness Pavel, sake. Pavel is, yeah, yeah, look for it. I might not. <laughs> and obviously, that's, well. that's an homage to License to Kill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Title yeah. yeah. Old school filmmaking. Yeah. Don't date, yeah. Yeah, no. the John Glenn stuff doesn't date. Yeah. You can't no, no. possibly date stuff that is real. So, yeah. oh. oh, whack another one off, right? No, but this is a great, a great ending, isn't it? We're still at the stage where it, it does it just say James Bond will return? It doesn't yet say in because they haven't. I suppose they don't. I know it'd be yeah, everything's just moving so fast that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Although there was a, you know, a two-year wait. How I dare don't... they? I know. I know. I'm not sure we've ever heard why that is. I don't know whether it's partly because. Negotiations, partly because of the McClory stuff. I don't know, but it'll be in this some kind of hero book. If you read it in yeah. that, it'll give you an update on that. So that's it. We've done it. Wow. We're not quite done it because we do obviously sort of bookend it. <laughs> so use that phrase again. Bookend it with summary of the the box office, the critical reception, and our final thoughts. But well done, lads. Give yourself a round of applause for. Getting through many hours yeah. of this brilliant yeah. film. This is Marguerite Lavoise, the photographer in Dr. No. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Really 007. Right, the box office section of the film. Yeah, so as filming neared its conclusion, Connery had become increasingly agitated with the press intrusion. You know, that doesn't mean he hated filming and he hated being Bond. It's just the stuff that came with it. And he was distracted with apparently difficulties in his marriage with Diane Salento, who I think he'd only been married a couple of years, to, two and a half years to her. So that was so there was a lot going on in his personal life as well that was he was struggling with. Mm. And he refused to speak to journalists and photographers who followed him in, in Nassau. He was saying then at this time that he was getting frustrated with the harassment that he experienced with the role because by now it's it's bond mania isn't it it is absolute peak it's no, nothing like any of the bond actors have received since nowhere near any of them this is proper and it and obviously it comes to a head in japan doesn't it where it gets it's probably even more stressful for him and he had people was it someone hiding in his bathroom or something taking photos it, it, yeah so he this is a quote from him at the time with thunderball i find that fame tends to turn one from an actor and a human being into a piece of merchandise, a public institution. Well, I don't intend to undergo that metamorphosis. He only gave one interview for you know for the press, and it was to Playboy. Yeah, he turned down a big fee to appear in a promotional special for NBC, you know, the American channel, The Incredible World of James Bond. So I think that was still done, that documentary, but he wasn't part of it. But obviously there was still loads and loads of press surrounding the film, yeah. Absolutely massive. According to Peter Hunt, the release of the film was delayed for three months. So, you know, it would have been even quicker until December. So it came out Christmas, 1965. Christmas film. Awesome. Yeah, Christmas, yeah. David Picker of, of United Artists, I think we mentioned him quite a lot because he has a lot of dealings with Sean, trying to get Sean back for Diamonds. And he's on those inside documentaries for each film. He, he convinced him, he convinced Peter Hunt that it would be impossible to edit the film to a high enough standard unless he had that extra three months to do it. So we've talked about that a lot. What a massive job it must have been. And having to learn techniques for underwater filming, I suppose it would have made it even longer yeah. to, to work out what to do with it. And it's by far the longest bond, isn't it? Until Hot on the Majesties. Mm. It's mm. two hours ten, maybe, something like that. So it is yeah. it's a good 20 minutes longer than the ones that have come before it, really, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 I imagine as well with more than any other fight, certainly before it, sorry, set piece, the underwater stuff must have come with absolutely loads of footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, must yeah. have been mm. so much to go go through <laughs> and make connect. <clears throat> Huge job. Yeah, what Simon Lewis saying about how how many years of footage of film they did for Top Gun Maverick? At the film um, room was what was? <laughs> I can't I can't remember what I, I remember. You know that it was more than all the um, Lord of the Rings. You know, yeah, films and extended <laughs> editions combined. Yeah, <laughs> yeah did well. Mm. Heaven's Gate. Don't edit. Don't edit any of it. Just keep it. <laughs> I, I love it. I don't care. <laughs> So the film premiered 9th of December, 1965, in Tokyo. It's quite confusing, yeah, because obviously that's you only live twice. That's where that was set, or some of it. And it was actually released in the UK on the 29th of December. Wow. Quite an unusual time, yeah, mm. between Christmas and New Year. Sam Richardson's birthday. Oh, right, and yeah. Stanley Richardson's birthday. Yeah, sorry. Nice. Yeah. Sam's was 1965 as well. <laughs> no, no. He's younger than that. That's why it's funny. It's sort of funny. But yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we know it was a major box office success, record-breaking earnings. In the US, it grossed $63.6 million. Apparently, that equated to 8 million admissions. Just think like- <laughs> Eight million people go, going to into the, the cinema to watch it. <laughs> yeah, bums on seats. This is still by far the biggest James Bond film. And you have to think then, there's no Chinese market. It's apart from Europe, America, maybe like Australia and a few countries like that. Mm. It's not really, you know, it's, it's not a massive worldwide thing for any film at that time, to be fair. So mm. by the time you get into the 70s, I think that's when it breaks through. Uh, properly to more and more countries. So f- for the countries it's in, I mean, it's just yeah. it's the only film on probably in, in for, for many weeks, really. So yeah, what a year though, having said that. It was the third highest grossing film of the year. The two that are behind it, I still think are in the top 10 all time when inflation is taken into account. Any any guesses for any of those? Anna? I didn't know Superman 3 was in... Like- <laughs> <laughs> so it's 65... Yeah, one of them is very, very well loved and watched over and over again now. It's very long, beautiful locations. The other one is watched many, many times all over the world. It's very long. It has uh, beautiful locations. <laughs> is, yeah. it, is, it, is it David Lean, Phil? It is, yeah. Well done. Um, which one, though? Here you uh, go. Which... Which one of two very long, beautiful location yeah. shot David Lean film is it? Oh. Uh, you, I'm gonna go for one. Go on, Chris. Is it hot or is it cold? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warm. I'm a warm. <laughs> it's the one is I've it, said I I much preferred it to the other one. Oh, you know, right. as if anyone can remember that. But not to Chicago. Well done, yeah. Matt. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Were you gonna go for that, Chris? I was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It's it. Have people seen that just out of interest? Well, yeah, no. very, really, really. <laughs> and you know, one of the main, well, the main supporting characters. He might have got a nomination. Tom Courtney. Is that? Yeah. Is anyone care about? It? I mean, it's just. <laughs> this guy, it's just, you know, this guy who just appears in stuff, stuff at the, every film at the, the moment and talks like that. And, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course, we saw him as Uncle Vanya in. I was going to uh, say, yeah, yeah, at the thing in Manchester. What, what's it called? The theatre. Yeah, yeah, the Royal yeah, Royal 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 Royal. Royal. 
Thomas Wheatley wasn't in that though, Matt, was he? No, sadly not. <laughs> no. <laughs> he told us that. I knew, I knew it was missing. <laughs> he told us that that's what pretty much put him off. He did, I don't think he's been in a play since it put him off. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel partly responsible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the other, the other really long film that's much loved and has beautiful locations was in 1965. Any more clues, clear. Tom? The genre of film. If... Is it a Western? No. Biblical? No. <laughs> War? It's well, yes, the bit set within the uh, you know a war. Is it a musical? Yes, right. Oh, is it um, Sound of Music? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, both both those are in the top ten ever with inflation. Game of Choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thunderball Uh, is behind that. Incredible. So yeah, one hundred and forty-one point two million Thunderball got worldwide on a nine million budget. So I mean. that's a massive budget at the time. It's a massive yeah. budget. So it's 25 times more than the budget. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, can you imagine wow. now, like, you know, because apparently well, Avatar The Way of Water has to become yeah. the, the third or fourth yeah. highest yeah. film of yeah, all exactly. time in order to break even. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy, you know. The, I did some looking at return on investment on Bond films. So the early ones, it's a bit like Dot to Know, the return on investment mm. is unbelievably ridiculous because it's cause so cheap comparatively. Mm. Whereas Moonraker obviously had an unbelievably huge box office, but it cost yeah. an absolute bomb, you know, to mm. make. The worst ones for those have been Quantum, I think. Quantum, you know, yeah, time definitely. To die, you know, because they're so, so expensive. Mm. And this doesn't take into account marketing and all that stuff. To be fair, the Bond films get loads more money, don't they? <laughs> Product placement, anyway. So they probably mm-hmm. make mm. Thunderball, even though it costs an absolute bomb, it's still fourth most return of investment, so... Of all the Bond films, it was the highest grossing Bond film in terms of figures until Live and Let Die, which is mm-hmm. underratedly massive as well. Mm. Brilliant. Harry will tell us, yeah. Yeah. Was it the, was it the highest grossing Bond Good film adjusting for inflation until Skyfall? Yeah, I think it depends. Some lists it has Skyfall top, on some lists it has this top. Okay. If you profit, obviously, this is way, way higher. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, maybe Sky. I think Skyfall has more. Perhaps more millions the last time, but I don't know when the last time it was done. It might I don't know whether it's been updated since Skyfall came out, but Skyfall did very well, you know. Skyfall's the only billion. billion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's also with inflation, it's the biggest one in, in America. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Very popular. Doesn't mean it's uh, overrated though. Doesn't mean it's bad. Again, I keep saying this. It's so weird to think of Thunderball as underrated, even though it's Absolutely, a massive, massive film, you know, mm. that was culturally important at the time, and it still is today. Of course, there's so many things of Bond that in it that are well remembered, mm. but it's it's just never one you see by Bond fans who would say how many Bond fans would say it was their favourite Bond film. Very, very, very few. I, you know, mm-hmm. Not us, sadly, but <laughs> <laughs> but even in you know your top ten, I bet it's very rare to find that. These days, because mm. I think if you if you're into the the early ones, people prefer the other early ones much more. Yeah. So we we go on to the the critical reception, rattling through this. As we've said, John Steers won the first Oscar for a Bond film. For sorry, no, the second. No, John. John knows very well who got the first Oscar. Oh, Mr. Norman Wanstall. Yes, legend. Oh, yeah. yeah, the sound editing. For, yeah. You know, think about that. Bob Jobs hat and goodness me, all yeah. stuff. it's incredible, isn't it? But 
Nom, yeah. Nom, nom, nom. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that got an Oscar. Ken Adam was nominated for a BAFTA for his production design. So oh. underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, mate. Yeah. Good on you. You did okay there, mate. <laughs> Is that his first nomination? No, I think he might have been for, nominated for Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't do From Us With Love. Nice. But mm. production design on that's amazing. And and in on the Majesties, is it what's his name? Sid Kane. Sid Kane, the legend, yeah. Yeah. Didn't he do Rush of the Love as well? Yeah. <laughs> and Live and Let Die. Yeah, I mean gadgets for that, like the you know, the the spinning watch that cuts the Yeah. yeah incredible. I, I I mean the production designers on <laughs> On these films are just <laughs> stuff of you could get a Mount Rushmore of production <laughs> designers basically. Lisa yeah. yet to come. Exactly, yeah. He is still working yeah. on this with Ken Adams, so I think yeah. if you've got him as your teacher, you know, <laughs> can't get wrong, can you? But there's so, it is yeah. all these classic elements you've got now. Yeah, I know. You've still got John Barry, Terence Young, the original director, the the screenwriters, and then you bring in Kevin McClory, and you, you know, Kevin can Boy. you get any better? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you star striker you bring in sign for big money <laughs> the Harlan the one that fits it yeah. all together yeah yeah <laughs> oh dear so yeah critically Rotten Tomatoes right where do you think this lies in, in terms of the Bond films up there you think it's quite I, 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 it depends what Rotten Tomatoes goes off if it goes off critics at the time I think critically at the time it would have got a very good rating. I think it is critics at the time, yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah, go that. Agree. Yeah. Mm. Sixth. Mm. Sixth. Sixth, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fair one. So <laughs> it's behind the five that it's behind. I think we've done this game before. It's Can anyone? Game I can't see the Yes, you see the obviously. <laughs> yeah. But you have to officially concede is the best one film, you know, mm-hmm. is the best made, don't you? Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah, yeah. yeah. Russia? Yeah. And Octopussy. (laughs) They're like rotten, you know, like 40%. Yeah, it's depressing. There's no point, is there? Doctor No. Yeah, Doctor No, and then there's one more. One more. You've done brilliantly so far. No time to die. No, no. no. (laughs) Skyfall. Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. Yeah, well done. Got it. Oh, yeah. You know, like, on one hand, oh, you shouldn't read anything into these if Octopussy and A View to a Kill. Yeah. Well, is that enough? It's really low on this as well. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, Thunderbolt 6. I think we need to... You know, <laughs> we need to stand really, up really and take notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 80, 87% audience score. So that's that's good as well. This was from Rotten Tomatoes. You know, they do a sort of strap line. Lavishly rendered set pieces and Sean Connery's enduring charm make Thunderbolt a big, fun adventure even if it doesn't quite measure up to the series' previous heights. Take that. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. The critics, sorry, on Rotten Tomatoes. So so that was the audience, I'm afraid. Right, I've, I've got that wrong. The critics, it's at 73%. So that's ninth. Still doing all right. The other one, so it's got the first three, Casino Royale, obviously, Skyfall, and then what other three? <laughs> no, what other four are ahead of it? Goldeneye. Yes. Brilliant. This is math. This is brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to go No Time to Die. Yes! <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's you believe similar. that? Mm. That is in the top yeah. eight. Terrible. Critics remember this, is yeah. Yeah. This is the critics speaking. <laughs> the other one. Majesties? No. No. 
My run's over. Oh, surely uh, Spy Love Me. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, of course, yeah. 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 Finally, Roger got into the, the top ten, yeah. Mm. Is it Matt? Who is, it? is it Simon Lewis or James Stewart who Metacritic, the big fan of, you know, when they... Metacritic. Simon Lewis. Yeah, Simon yeah. And they're all like 2.3 or something. Yeah. Until Blowout, which was like, what was it, four or something? Incredible. <laughs> Letterbox. So on this, it gets 64. And that is 10th. But that does include No Time to Die and Never Say Never Again, which are sixth equal. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. John. Right. <laughs> yeah. And IMDb, which no one ever really mentions as Gage, no. Gage it's seven, exactly seven, which that's is pretty good. good. It's pretty good, that, yeah. And yeah. that's eighth, but... Only Connery's fourth highest. Well, yeah. So I assume with Never Say Never Again, that's that's middle. While we're on it, the last last one of these, I've 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 pulled up. Can you remember on on Twitter they did a couple of years ago? Yeah, the trill his rankings. Can you remember where it wasn't that? Well, twenty. You well, 20? it seems to be Bond fans that don't. They're the, yeah. the ones that aren't as keen at. So you think it's lower than twenty, John? No, it wasn't lower. It was about eighteenth, I think. Sixteenth. No, oh, right. Two thirds, because this was before No Time to Die. So hopefully it would still be 16. <laughs> but only Diamonds Are Forever was a less popular Connery. But all, you know, Diamonds has got loads of fans, hasn't it? You know, so it's it's nice to know that all, all Sean's are pretty well thought of. Mm. If you want a few of the clever papers, do you want a few of their, their, their reviews? The fa- Very times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the guy called? When they they did used to do a good on Friday or Thursday. Yeah, they used yeah. to do a good. Is it Richard somebody? What's his name? They, they were always very. I remember every single every single review had the action sequences are directed with brio. Every <laughs> single one. Yeah. I, I'm sure our listeners in America are just shouting his surname <laughs> out right. <laughs> very times, yeah. It's one of the Rotten Tomatoes key. Yeah, key contributors. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Financial Times criticised the appearance of Connery. I mean, like we said, it's the most... Why the, fan- the Financial Times do? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Apparently, yeah, yeah. They criticised the appearance of Sean Connery. I mean, that's an absolute <laughs> joke. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, why are the Financial Times... I don't... <laughs> <laughs> do film reviews, like... <laughs> yeah. You know, the money on show, the cash wasn't realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it is it a the bitter? Yeah, is it a bitter Sinjin Smythe? You know, this is yeah, James yeah, Stock. Yeah. No, James <laughs> Stock. A bitter James Stock yeah. is offering his <laughs> late appraisal. <laughs> the real 
you know, on Twitter, the real Jim. The real Jim, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, financial times, what, what's your big problem with it? I don't like the way he looks. Yeah, like, <laughs> why do we care? Financial times, yeah. <laughs> but what an advice from you, it'd be about mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> like, got, got one cooking on this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he's... I thought you were to just do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's, what are you? He does now. I think people have forgotten. I don't, generally, it's like b- book reviews from the famous novelist Katie Price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that endorsement on your book, Rob. Yeah. Uh, desperate, absolutely yeah. desperate. Four star. Yeah. Well, didn't, didn't like his appearance, Katie Price. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather hear her opinion. Actually. The, the only time Katie Price is ever mentioned in the Financial Times. Yes, yes. <laughs> financial Times new film correspondent, Katie Price. <laughs> Maybe, she might book. have been there for inflation. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is really bad. This is, again, Financial Times. It's not just that he looks a lot more haggard, and less <laughs> heroic than he did two or three years ago. But there is much less effort to his as a connoisseur playboy. What? Apart from the off-handed order for Beluga, there is little of that comic display of bon vivant manship that was one of the charms of Comrie's almost a gentleman 007. Nah, load of nonsense. Good. Yeah. Is there one and only review before they decided this, <laughs> yeah. this isn't not, working? It's not for us, this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it wrong. Got it wrong. Daniel Craig, age six or something. Yeah. (laughs) Daniel. (laughs) Is the financial time just slightly different colour? Is it slightly more pink, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it pink or is that the the, the pink in the the pink you go on your hands? Yeah. (laughs) New York Times. They found the, the film. pink done a review. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't Sunday was sport. sport. Yeah, no, that's something else. But yeah, yeah. Um, oh no, yeah, the the pink, um, the football pink. Yeah, MBA yeah, with Paul Hintz, not Paul Ince. Yeah. Right. You won't, you won't get a more niche reference. In oh, no. you will. oh Rob, no believe way. me, you will. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we've been discussing. Broad, we've been discussing yeah. about who was, the, <laughs> who was the film critic in the Berry Times during the nineties. <laughs> if his last name wasn't Pickup, I'm not. I'm really not. Yeah, well, you know, well, surely it had to be. We couldn't get it. Based on we got. couldn't get the gig. You know, I'm so, someone will know. Someone will know that. Right to reply. If you've sat through 10, 12, 14 hours of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the New York Times, <laughs> more more mainstream, uh, they found the film to be more humorous than its previous instalments. Oh. Um, Thunderball is pretty too, and it is filled with such underwater action as would delight Captain Jacques-Yves Cousteau. Is he the 20,000 Leagues? No. No. Who's he? Jacques Cousteau was the... Uh... He invented the aqualog and often features in Wes Anderson films. He's uh, oh, yeah, I don't know, not a clue. No, <laughs> he wore a red, a red beanie like Life Aquatic, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Right, okay. It's based on him. Mm. Anyway. Math loves those films. Um, yeah. <laughs> John, John likes them though, that's fine. I, I, I absolutely adore Grand Budapest, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. I preferred it the to Math. The 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 math. Um, the film's <laughs> math yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not speed. Yeah. There he goes on to say the colour is handsome, the scenery in the Bahamas is an irresistible lure. Even the violence is funny. That's the best I can say for a Bond film. <laughs> Quite odd, these you know, they're always a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Odd angle. Yeah, original. Not the same old mm. copy, as they say. How original is it? How original, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could go on. There's, there's LA Times. We're a bit a bit sniffy. Too much of everything. From sudden desire to sudden desire. <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> the, the submarine sequences, submarine, I think it means underwater, are as pretty as can be in Technicolor, featuring, besides fish and flippered bipods, all sorts of awesome diving bells and powered Sea, so I can't read. Sea sleds, yeah, the can have stuff, yeah, yeah. The the underwater photography was praised at the time. It's only now the kids and other people are dissing on it. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there we go. I've not really garnered much of the, you know, more contemporary reviews of it. Sorry, not the contemporary reviews. The later reviews of it, which have sort of reassessed it. If you're enjoying really 007... Why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Look us up at Really007Pod. We now move into the section where we sort of overall look at our views on the film. I think we started way, 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 many months, many months ago. We started by everyone goes through, don't they, what the relationship with the film is. That may well have changed, not only since watching it many, many times to, to review this, but obviously we've seen it at the cinema, some of us, mm. since, so... I don't know. I'll go on, John. You you go first. I remember when we started it. It wasn't one of your loved ones, was it? I I, I love it, but there's a lot of others I love more. Yeah, I, you know, and I was saying how it was. I think I said that it was possibly the last of the original twenty that I watched, or or at least that I owned. By the law of averages, was probably the one I'd watched the least out of those over the years. I think I said that like. I don't massive. It's weird because there are so many elements that are so so good on it. You know, um, Fiona Volpe is just unbelievable in every every possible way. Connery gives an amazing performance. Barry's best score up to that point. You know, Bahamas absolutely fantastic. Largo is an incredibly effective villain in what he does. Spectre is as good as it ever has been domino's beautiful and the main thing i took away the two main things i took away from the cinema firstly this is a film that's made for the big screen the underwater scenes were just stunning on the big screen i think that that's i think that's an interesting point because i think it's a film after seeing it on the big screen i struggled to go back to and watch on the telly over and over again because I, it did make such a difference. More than any other film I've seen it at the cinema, it was made for the cinema. The second thing that the cinema did is the sound mixing was infinitely better. I find on my Blu-ray, I find the score is very loud, but the dialogue is very quiet. Mm. So um, I, 
I'm always having to change the volume all the time on it just so I can hear the levels and stuff, but they'd mixed it perfectly. The issue is, is, is that I've loved every film I've seen at the cinema since. So I, I love the film, but I'm not entirely sure it's changed in my rankings as such. I think it's probably the same place, which when I get to that, sounds very low, but it's it's just because of how great this series is and nothing more. I, I think one, not issue, but one thing that I think sometimes works and sometimes doesn't is the, the contrast between the urgency of the plot and the pace at which it goes at. So the urgency of the plot is very much you've got X amount of days to stop, find two nuclear warheads. And that is an incredibly urgent plot. And yet the film, as I've said before, is actually the polar opposite. It's Bond in a it's it's Bond at Shrublands and then it's Bond in the Bahamas. And I think when it's Bond in the Bahamas sun lounge and stuff, this film works incredibly well. I think that's when it works at its best. I think if I'm being totally honest, it doesn't build up to a great climax. I've got to say that because at the end of the day, it's a case of a guy who has a complete conscience change. Basically, he's the one who stops, you know, who stops and saves the day. Really, it's not anything. Bond does incredibly well in all the stuff he does, but. It's Ladislav Kutz who saves Domino and who throws over the thing so that the Spectre can't set the bombs off. And I think, if I'm being honest, that's slightly anticlimactic when compared to how big this plot is. But it doesn't take away my enjoyment of what is an incredibly beautiful film with many, many positives. And Connery, whilst it's not my personal favourite performance of his... I'd say it's the one he's most relaxed out of all of them. I think it's him. In, he seems like he's enjoying himself. He enjoys himself in Diamonds of Forever, but he enjoys himself. It's that, what I'd say, the uh, the first incarnation of Connery's yeah, Bond. Yeah. You know what I mean? So overall, the film comes in at 19th, but that is definitely the 19th favourite rather than like my, I don't know, sixth least favourite or something like that. I love the film. I just love a lot more as well. Good stuff, John. I'll turn to Rob. I've no idea what where this would have sat on your rankings or anything, Rob. And I I can't remember we discussed it an awful lot growing up. It was more neglected, we didn't. wasn't it? Yeah, it was more neglected, yeah. I have a massive soft spot and always will. When I think about it, while it's not one of my total favourites, I adore it. Just like echoing what John said there. But by the same token, for me, it's a fundamental building block of what Bond is. This film is is like it's it's a like you know when someone comes to open up the new town hall and places the the mega brick or whatever the, what do they call it you know what I mean like the yeah. the the founding founding really? brick or whatever yeah something like yeah, that mega mega brick mega brick the mega brick yeah yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so eloquent. I knew you meant. So yeah, mega yeah. blocks. The mega yeah, blocks. Yeah. 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 No <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like um, yeah. oh, someone came to our our you know swimming pool and yeah. placed the founding stone or whatever. You know, yeah. this is yeah. like one of those ultimate founding pillar stones. Chris is still laughing. I absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like it can't, it it, like because it, I don't think we get the mega. Well, I know that, like, I don't know, but you know, when Bond goes mad and off on one 
and and I don't mean Bond himself. I mean the movies go mad yeah, and yeah. off on one a little bit, and they go down a certain track where everything is pushing so hard. There's so much of those moments that I can love or refuse, but I think they all trace back to Thunderbolt in yeah. a lot of, in mm-hmm. a lot of big ways. I agree. Um, but um, th- there's so much that I mean, like it, if you think that this film was ahead of its time, I still don't think that gives justice to just how much. Mm. eons ahead of its time this film is i don't buy any of this that connery doesn't look the part he isn't you know all Mm. this that he doesn't Mm. what was it the financial times arguing that he doesn't (laughs) haggard imagine if you look that good if you were haggard i mean dear (laughs) me you know the the financial times obviously we has a very very high benchmark for Attractiveness. <laughs> sure, Connery Thunderbolt is haggard. Um, oh, yeah, sure. If we know something about the Financial Times, yeah, it's their standards yeah. of yeah how the lead actor looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, you know, Harry. It's going up like going on a date and finding out something about someone that you didn't really know. Like, so you're into you know what is it you're into? Paintballing, yeah. But I also like fishing. Like, oh right, okay, good, nice. A different side to you. Um, uh, financial Times is obviously a lot more than we expected. Um, no, I, 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 it, there's just nothing I'd like to change or take away or anything like that. Possibly a little bit of runtime I could do without, maybe. But none of that detracts from any of my enjoyment or love mm. or Sunday afternoon matinee madness obsession with this movie. So, yeah, it's just amazing. Like, And I love the fact that it goes from this bonkers shrublands <laughs> yeah. hangout this this chill out <laughs> section to this uh yeah to this the world is gonna implode yeah, yeah. like how do you go from these two things only a bond bond movie can do that and yeah. that's one Tip of the reasons we playing love pranks on each other you know oh, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah i'll let you in a sauna listen if you don't <laughs> let me out i am gonna blow the planet up so just let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know let's just yeah i just love it yeah so no it's it, it just all stands so high for me i'll absolutely love it you mentioned Sunday matinee. Do we class this as a, a proper Sunday bond you could throw on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, for me, for me, it is. But simply because that's back to my own history and association with the franchise and with this film. For others, it might not be. Like, for example, and this probably um, dents my own argument is that I haven't actually shown it my um, my four year old yet. Um, so I haven't yeah, done yeah. this with this one. I just think, like, maybe I'm protecting him for the seismic growth he's going to experience when he sees Volpe and Domino (laughs) (laughs) might be saying this is not time for this yet you wait till you're 11 or 12 and good crikey with (laughs) things they will be changing Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but but the women are a highlight aren't they I I think like no obviously the Bond franchise is, is is famous and lauded for its uh, female counterparts, and you won't get a better uh, a better pairing of that, good and bad, villainy and mm. non-villainy, <laughs> yeah. than, than this movie. So yeah, uh, just it, it's it's super. Everything's super. Math. I can't remember. <sighs> we did. I mean, like we said before, we didn't perhaps watch it as much as obviously Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice, but it was always one where. It's classic. It's seen as classic Bond. We yeah, watched we watched it enough, didn't we? we yeah, it. we watched it. We watched it plenty. It's so. It, I've got so much to say, but I don't know what to no, say. No. But I often say, you know, I struggle with rankings, particularly because I don't know where, like, so amongst Sean films, I don't know which are my favourites of Sean's films. I absolutely love this one. I think I, I do think it gets a little bit forgotten. You know, I, I remember thinking it was quite a sort of unusual front cover on, you know, those crisp videos. Oh yeah, that, mm. like it was. 
bond with her like harp holding yeah. a harpoon and stuff like whoa you know that can only be thunderball really because uh you know it's, it's not gonna be anything else i do think i can understand the underwater criticism a bit i don't personally mm. particularly it doesn't particularly bother me and i certainly don't think it's to do with the end battle i personally think it's more to do with like transporting the bombs and stuff earlier in the film i think you could yeah. shave off a couple of bits here and there um back then but it shows how long our review has gone on for <laughs> and has been spread out that James Cameron has managed to put out or is about to put out The Way of Water, the Avatar sequel. <laughs> yeah. Because at the start, I said that there's no other film that takes place underwater apart from Aquaman. And now the way, you know, Avatar, yeah. The Way of Water yeah. has just been... But I do think it's unique that there's so much... No, you know, no other film up until now has, uh, has had so much action take take place underwater it's just it's it's mm. so unique but then there are so many bond elements to it as and you know rob's right that this is a real landmark point in the franchise and i think you know we often put quite rightly you only live twice with lewis gilbert elements you know the lewis gilbert thing with the spy love me and moonraker but i pair it a little bit with this because this is starting to get a bit you know pretty epic and like yeah battles with the allies and stuff huge the scale is is huge yeah and uh, yeah I, I just you know i really like largo I, I you know i'll come on spectre in a bit but i think largo is you know a decent decent villain yeah i think i said if he didn't have an eye patch would people remember it? you know if he didn't have an eye patch and white hair would people particularly remember him and stuff but i do like the fact that he's not the absolute boss mm. so he he does have to do stuff and he doesn't necessarily, you know, Volpe doesn't necessarily answer to him, but he is the villain of the film. And, you know, and you get a, an end, you know, confrontation with him, which which is which is so good. <sighs> right, what else am I going to say? Um, the music's absolutely brilliant. I love the two songs for it. I love the score, the sound of underwater, which is so crucial for a film which mm. takes place so much underwater. I think Connery is absolutely magnificent. He looks, I think he looks beautiful. His outfits are incredible he's like what you know that this is the james bond you would want to be you, know, you want to be him and you know be around these beautiful women and doing this brilliant mission in an incredible location so yeah I, I i love it something that i've i've not you know i'm not trying to do any craig film bashing but i did <laughs> notice that in 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 quite a few of it, particularly the more recent films there's less characters and so they're like the supporting characters have to be bigger parts rather than yeah more lesser characters and you know here again you've got you've got lots of different characters you know back in back in england and you know what's his name um is uh mr angelo is quite a big character to start yeah. with and then but he's gone after the first third and then mm. i don't know it's just um I, I just i really do love it and it is one that is pastiched you know so many of the austin powers elements are here and you know i i don't think your average does your average person do they know thunderball no but they know you know that a shark a shark pit is very Bond, and they know that a villain with an eye patch is very Bond, and they know that killing a villain, a villain killing one of his subordinate villains, you know, as punishment, you know, for failure or whatever, or trying to extort, is is very Bond. So it's weird that those things come here, but yet if I ask my mates, "Have you watched Thunderball?" I doubt that they would they would know which one it was and and, mm. and everything, but. Yeah, Spectre and the links to Spectre and what they could have done with the film Spectre and the fact that they should have... I think they do use this a bit as a template, but I think they should have used it perhaps more. So I absolutely... I think Spectre is... I think John said it. 
I think it's possibly at its best in this film. Um, you've got you've got uh, Blofeld, you know, behind the screen, really menacing, really intriguing, really mysterious. You've got the set. You've got Largo, who's sort of like I say, you know, he's sort of the main villain of the film, but you know, not the absolute head of the organization, but he's there. And you get you get the scene where one of them's one of them's killed. And so I do think you know the Spectre scene in Rome is a version of this. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is. Um, and I do like it in some ways. I just think it's spoilt a little bit by the fact that, of course, as with everything, it comes back to Bond. And you know, of course, mm. you know, you know, welcome, <laughs> James. And then it goes into a, you know, fairly poor car chase. So it's frustrating that Spectre sort of it's nearly there. I think with a lot of these elements, but it just could have done with some more. And I think I've you know we've said that what they could have done w- would be to have Christoph Waltz as as Blofeld, but have an equivalent to Largo, which yeah. which may have been Monica Bellucci or, an, you know, a different character or something like that. And so I think it was a little bit of a missed opportunity and that they could have looked at this more. So anyway, overall, I really love this film. I don't know where it ranks for me. I absolutely loved seeing it at the cinema. And yeah, it's, you know, there aren't many of Connery's, I know, you know, he's only done six, but there aren't many that I loved more than this one, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Has it gone up a bit then, in, you know, in the last year, year or two? Well, as I in your, I don't mean in rankings. I mean just you, you've grown to love it even more. Uh, perhaps, yeah. Having having like studied it closely and seen it on the big screen, I mean that's that's you know been able to appreciate it in a whole new way. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Chris, turn to you next. Yeah, I don't know what else to add really. I think I think everyone's like really hit the nail on the head. I think I completely agree with what's been said to me it feels like the ultimate kind of you know bank holiday film it's just it's prototype bond it is you know the plot to to you know uh stealing nuclear weapons like my mouth said it's all a bit austin powers but it, it still feels fresh when you watch it because there's genuine threat in the i feel like that um connery is his most relaxed it feels like this is maybe his you know, Spy Who Loved Me, not just because of the mm-hmm. Aqua theme, but just in <laughs> terms of it being this epic film where he is relaxed mm-hmm. and, and and just him at his best. I think the, the, the locations are absolutely stunning. I think that, that the score, like I say, is just... Barry is just really hitting his stride here in terms of creating, not content to writing one one song, he'll write two, and then mm. he'll weave them together in that kind mm. of the, the, the magical way that he's able to do. I, I, I love Largo because he is a physical threat because there is, again, he, it's like he's not quite the end of level boss. You know, you know, there's someone else, mm. you know, waiting yeah. for you, and I love that that there's, you know, there's there's a hierarchy mm. to that. I think that 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 Volpe is not only She's just one of the one of the best female characters in the series. Yeah, you know, whether yeah. she's the villain or not, I think she's 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 just so engaging, really interesting. Even you know, Domino is again a really interesting character. Yeah, I just think it's it's just a it's just a fantastic film. I think, like you're saying, that it really makes me appreciate it more because having spent you know watched it a couple of times, maybe three times since we started this review, and every time I'm just kind of blown away in terms of the the the. The way it looks, the technical kind of you know the, the filmmaking you know involved, just just how lush it is, and just like it's just it's just it just like washes over you, but it, it's never boring, and mm. it never feels like 
Yeah, you know, you could argue that, you know, this scene here could do with the trim here and there. But, you know, it, it, even in that, it's, it moves at such a pace that you're into mm. something much, you know, the next scene is so engaging and so fantastical or, you know, the acting is amazing or just everything about it is, is just, it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a fantastic film. And, and and again, it's just like when I look at look at the at my rankings of this and how it sits in with all the other series, it's sort of I don't know. I don't know if its success is is you know I don't know that that's sort of a problem that it is so successful that what it does it kind of gets forget forgotten compared to some of the mm. others in the series because when you think about. You look at Connery's films, you think about, you know, obviously Doctor No, that's the first one, you know, Promotion with Love is this great, you know, you know, really engaging, tense spy thriller. And then you've got Goldfinger. It's like, it's really hard to, you know, like, well, this is Goldfinger, you know, how do you top mm -hmm. that? But yeah. I do think they did top it, but in a, in a very different way. And I don't think that Goldfinger and Thunderball can be compared because I think feel like they're very different films. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In the, you know, and in the same way that you can't compare, you know, You Only Live Twice with uh, <laughs> Diamonds Are Forever, you know, they're very, <laughs> you know, they're not comparable. But I just, I just, I just love it. And, I, and, and again, you know, I bang on about this all the time. Time, but just how lucky are we to have films like this to, no. to, to just dip yeah. into now and then? It's like you catch it on ITV, last half an hour, the first 10 minutes, you just hooked. It's just like I absolutely love the series. But yeah, Connery is just absolutely stunning in it. And there's so much to, to, to love about the series that, you know, for whatever faults it has, I, I could easily forget them because of what it is and what it represents, which is this absolute blockbuster of a film that looks amazing to this day and is so engaging and so fun to watch. Mm. It's interesting because a lot of the things that are coming through in the positives are not what people remember the film for. You know, the, the main thing they remember the film for is Underwater's Underwater, mm -hmm. maybe a bit of Bahamas and that kind of cool bond, but the female characters in it, the music is it's it's often lauded, but not it's not like on a Majesty's levels of adulation, mm. is it? Mm. Even the even the theme song is not really discussed much. Yet, mm. you know, spy, I mentioned it before, didn't we? Spy Hard, the the song. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the first one with that. You know, the crazily long note. Okay, Goldfinger mm. was a bit of it, but it's almost become a pastiche of a film song. Never mind a Bond song, but it's so involving and so famous. Yeah, if so, if if you don't know the bonds that well, it comes across as though this is one of those standard bonds where tick box, you know, you've got that, it's got that, it's got that, so it gets lost. But if you're thinking of it actually when it was made, the ones that come before are a lot, they're pretty low key, aren't they, compared to this? Mm. It, it, you're right. It's more Goldfinger. Sorry, it's more Thunderball and Goldfinger that really, oh yeah, lifts yeah. it to the you know the Lewis Gilbert level, isn't it? Mm. But it's, 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 it's a, a bigger join. That that again, it's like oh, oh yeah yeah. T Tom Jones did a theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, how did we forget that? Because yeah. when you listen to it, yeah, no. you're still alive. <laughs> no. He never gets asked to do it at these Bond events, does he? He's still yeah. alive. He still sings. You know, I don't baffling. Absolutely. I think I think the standard is so high in these first few films that that. It just gets lost because there's so much to compete with. Mm. It's not. It's not that this is a less of a film. It's just it's it's different, and there's just so much to choose from. There's so much to love, you know. That and they're all very distinctive films as well, you know. And mm. I think that that Thunderball just got kind of, like I say, just in your ranking, it's, it has to be. You know, you either love it or it's like, oh yeah, I love it, but 
I love all these other films yeah, more yeah. because that's my personal mm-hmm. choice. And that's what's happened, I think, over the years. is sort of been kind of forgotten. Not for because it's not a good film or it's not engaging. It's just because how do you compare it to Goldfinger and From Russia With Love? It's mm. it's really difficult. Harry, I remember when you were doing your rewatch of all the Bonds and you one thing that, because you were watching them in order, the first time any of us had done that, you were like, how good is it? You know, you see Bond in Jamaica and then, whoa, he's in... Eastern Europe and it's it's amazing and then this one you've got him in the Bahamas it's just it, it, they are so unique each film aren't they they have their own identity and that's that's another reason I love this film but go on tell tell us your, your yeah your I, views. no you're absolutely right it's it's another one that exists in its own right I really don't know what I can add to everything that people have said already because um, I think we're all all on a very very similar page but able to to see all the good that's in Thunderball. I think going back to the very start of my knowledge, like relationship with it, when we started collecting those videos where it was two for a tenner and maths referenced sort of the front bond coming out of the water with a harpoon gun and Thunderball's in the font that seems to have been abandoned now. Oh, But it's very nice. I can remember, I don't know how I can remember this um, because I mustn't have been that old, but I remember Tom and Math getting very excited about Thunderball um, and I felt that they knew more about it than I did. And I remember you get, you, well, we got that video and it was like, wow, this is a, a new one um, where I'm sure, you know, I will have seen bits, but I'm going to be, we're going to be looking at this individually like, wow. And I think where it fits in, some of you have, you know, mentioned it being like a Sunday afternoon. I don't know if it is for me, mm. whether it is a Sunday afternoon film. I think if I can work, this is, just me thinking on the spot. I think the second half is, for me, the first half is a little bit scary, as in <laughs> a, bit, a bit dark. The stuff with the plot and the underwater, the drowned bodies, the twins. It is, I mean, even the lighting is quite dark. Twins? Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Twins, um, Basil. <laughs> um, I don't know if that this is existing from when I was a child, but I... I that's just a little bit. The, the opening's quite scary, and Shrublands is a little bit weird. <laughs> um, but then, then you know, the, maybe it's not the second half. Maybe it's the the final two thirds are extremely lush and gorgeous, and Bond looks mm. absolutely brilliant. You've got these two incredible females, and just to kind of go through it, that I do think it, it probably. I don't know where it was in my rankings, but I'm sure it won't have been high. I think it might have been mid to low, maybe. But I think one of the reasons is possibly going back to what John said in terms of the climax of it. And it's not that, and then this links with what Matt said, but it's not, it's not necessarily the underwater battle. It's just like I mentioned on whatever episode, however many hours ago, it's, there comes a point where it keeps returning to the water and <laughs> that, that, that water is no, you know, as uh, I know, I, I didn't see it at the cinema. So, you know, forgive me. I didn't, I, I, won't have got that same experience that John mentioned, which is definitely important. We need to remember that. But when you're watching it on the small screen, the the water returning to underwater a few times, it, by the time you get to that battle, you're a little bit it's you're a little bit too used to it. Whereas when you get to you know the the end of a of a Bond film or an, an, any adventure film, the, I like it to be in a new place or somewhere yeah, different. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's and it's not it's like Matt said. It perhaps it's not that the underwater battle should change. It's just less should have been shown in the build up to it. But there comes a point, I think, 
And I think this happens when all films get uh, some kind of renaissance. There comes a point where you've just got to get over it. You've got to, <laughs> you like, stop talking about the water scenes being slow. We all know why they are. We all know how they were made. We can all see the beauty of them. It's all talked about, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. We all admire them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so once you get past that and stop, it stop being the first thing you talk about, the amount of amazing things that are in Thunderball is almost countless, from big things to small things. We've talked about little moments. You know, i absolutely obsessed with uh, Volpe's death in that sequence. There are things in this film I want to... It's not necessarily the whole film I want to show people, but there are moments and sequences and bits in this film that I want to show everyone in the world, kind of. I've got that feeling that I want to sh- just sit down and watch how good this is, or yeah. even if it's just a photo of a scene, like just sit down and look at how good everything is portrayed there, how, mm. how well things are presented to you, whether it's Bond, uh, sorry, Connery's Bond, the costume, the setting, the editing and music on a number of occasions is incredible. But yeah, the Junkanoo stuff is just unbelievable. I think that is just genius filmmaking right there that I'd want to show people not just because I'm a Bond fan and I want to make them a Bond fan, I'd show it to them because look at that, how good that is as a, a piece of filmmaking. And I think I mentioned before, you know, like in terms of where they go from here in the Bond series, there's so many elements you'd look to take from this. Math was kind of comparing it with Spectre. And again, yeah, look, look to what they did in Thunderball. And I love the portrayal of Spectre. I love the growth of Spectre by this point in the series. I love them in the black uniforms. I love the hierarchy that's developing. And I love now that Blofeld is communicating, you know, there are these tape recordings that is that people are hearing, which is, you know, that's another step. There's just so much to mention. The, the jetpack kind of is famous, but it's just one of many amazing mm. sequences. I don't need to talk about how good Fiona is because everyone in this room and everyone who's listening, I think that's almost undisputable now, how good she is in the in the in the film and where she ranks as a female role in the series is just absolutely incredible. And she, I, you know, she, I think she does a lot with not, she's not all action. She's not in every scene. She's not involved in huge set pieces at all. It's her presence in the film is absolutely incredible. The influence she has on Largo, the influence she has on Bond. And it's, she's kind of perfectly running through the middle of the film like that. And it's, it's, it's superb, but yeah, it's there's, there's something about it that, might hold it back from being, you know, in the top half or the top third. But there are just incredible things in this film. And the, like I said, it's just that there might be other films that you love more or other films you, you, you'll put on quicker. It depends whether you're looking for a Bond that you want to appreciate the filmmaking aspects or whether it's a Bond you want to throw on casually. It's the eternal debate, really. But, you know, if, if they... It's probably seeming like more of a big ask now, but if they'd kept on as they were, they might have ended up making 150 Bond films, for example. <laughs> and and even though you love them, some of them might, you know, will be your 144th or your 145th. Mm. The more they make, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And sadly, it's it's just there's there's a few, you know, there's quite a few above it. But get over the water scenes and just mm. look at what a great film this is. What a, a brilliant brilliant adventure with brilliant characters put together with amazing editing. I really like the editing. I like the editing of the fights and um, I like the changes in pace. The music is amazing. Wonderful cinematography without it becoming about the cinematographer. Um, wink, wink. <laughs> and yeah, just a, a, a superb adventure film. 
that is different to others in the series. So credit to it. I think by this point, it's, it's reached the point where it's a technical masterpiece. And it is, I class it as one you can just chuck on on a, sun, a Sunday afternoon. I really do. It ha- I mean, there's very that's few great. Bond films that can do both of those. Maybe the next one, You Only Live Twice, that's a massive, massive one for me. I love that. And that's definitely a Sunday matinee, matinee film, isn't it? But it's mm. also technically dazzling. You, you know, you hear the phrase, don't you? The, the camera loves him or her. The camera loves the whole film, doesn't it? Every, you could, every shot from this film is beautiful and... Not yeah. like you say, Harry, not in a distracting way, but the camera loves Sean, massively so. Mm. The camera loves Volpe. The camera loves Domino. Largo as well. The and camera loves the setting and yeah, the, know, setting the location. Just, <laughs> it, it does the hard work for it, doesn't it? Does anyone want to use, go around using the camera loves as a... Yeah. <laughs> the camera loves this film, like, it doesn't quite work. The camera but, loves Vargas. Oh, exactly, yeah. Does it? Does it? Can you imagine, like, after hearing Harry speak then, like, and hearing us all, you know, in turn talking about this film, and then hearing this discussion and going, like, you know, and hearing all the greatness that's obviously in this film, and then and then going, like, yeah, but there's some big-budget water sequences that go on a bit too long, just, like, being fabulously shot. You know, like, can you imagine using that as an argument to denigrate this film? Like, absolutely stupid. It's the, you know, oh, is that the one with the clown? It is. It does fall into that trap, isn't it? It's it's so mm. reductive and boring. But Yeah. We, yeah. Obviously, if you're going to dissect it like we do, you, you can't fail to realise all the amazing things in it. Mm. Rob, a lot of that, we've discussed it throughout the review, is, you know what I'm going to say, the phrase, aspirational bond. It, it really uh. doesn't. I think Dr. <laughs> no, uh. Dr. no to Goldfinger is <laughs> like, this guy is an absolute... Yeah. You, you know, the good films... But you're like, and you're like, actually, that guy, I really like the guy in it. He's he's cool. Yeah. Right at this point now, we're like, I want to watch this guy. I want to be this man. Everything he's doing is not the Financial Times, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Financial yeah. Times reading of this will always be bad. So don't worry about that. You know, hang on, sorry. <laughs> wicked, wicked. Right. So Doggy has just found the 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 code to my. Sorry, not the code. The cord to the headphones. Wicked. Let go of that. <laughs> Get down. This is at the point where, like, right, we're going to put this movie on. It's got an absolute hero in it. He's being the coolest man on the absolute planet. He's wearing the sickest clothes. He's driving the best cars. And he is saving the world with a host of the best-looking, most incredible, most aspirational people you're going to find anywhere. <laughs> Again, and I say aspirational because, you know, like, oh, the women of the 60s, you know, in the Bond movies, they, you know, they were just placeholders. They're not. They're really no, not. No. They really no. aren't. You're missing the point. You're misreading these movies. So um, th- this is, ah, oh, this is just, te- it's textbook stuff for me. Yeah. This is like, um, and I don't think, you know, like, I think what Connery obviously did in, uh, and this is a very rote point, a very easy point to make, is, but I don't think that anything that Connery, uh, I don't think any Bond that uh, came after Connery, uh, you know, I don't think any of it exists, you know, that character and his aspirational qualities exist without what Connery did with it. Mm. Um, who knows what mm. might have happened if the roles were in another way around. I would yeah. argue that certain actors in the franchise, <laughs> we might have had a very short franchise if they'd come first. <laughs> but, you know, like, this is, this is the whole point that you have we've set things up four movies in at this point with a dude who is an absolute legend who you want to be you and audiences all over the world wanted to be doesn't mm. matter your race color creed background anything you want to be this guy 
You just want to watch what he's doing, watch his adventures. Mm. And then when he saves the world, that's what James Bond is about. Here we are on the fourth movie in the whole run and it's all set up. It's all set up from here. Yeah. And here we are 25 movies later and you can trace it all back to what they've done in these four movies. You could you could sign it off with the big bombast of Thunderball. Mm. It's so mm. important, it is. And it just, is. Just thinking about him, Rob, you know, when he, he, he gets off that little boat to go to the, the casino... And then he has that meal with Domino. I mean, oh, don't. It's just... Because people don't... Oh, they, but whoa. movies don't take care of this stuff anymore. No. That kind of world mm. character role building, no one takes care of this stuff anymore. It's just like, hey, here we are, right? When's the next big action sequence? You know, like James Bond's movies did that, but they made you care about the bits in the middle because they led to the other. You know, you can't have one without the other. You know, they're all part of the bigger story, the bigger mystery, the bigger unfolding of the big, you know, the big MacGuffin or the big, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Why is the world about to end? You know, and and we don't have any of this anymore. It's just, oh, why is he angry now? (laughs) 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 I mean, it always comes back to, you know, to what we... To be fair to, like, Casino Real, I do... It is a bit of a copy of this, but that's a good thing that when he is in the well, it's the Bahamas again, isn't it? Oh yeah, it but follows that... him, and the pace is really slow and really nice. I love it, yeah. And you see yes, him doing, yeah. doing Bond things. You know, he does that thing with the car in the car park. Is that he, a Bond thing? Well, it's fairly Bond, isn't it? It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit cheeky. And then he, you know, he yeah, flirts yeah, with yeah, the yeah. the girl on reception. So yeah, no, sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm. So you're absolutely right. How, how it's dare I complain stuff. with where it went? To. No, no, that. You know, me looking at that and going like, that's all good. No, 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 yeah. that was all good. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. That was. Like all getting good. the CCTV to distract that, and then oh yeah, that, lovely that mini, like I say, that mini sort of casino scene. And <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, lovely. It's so cozy though, isn't it? You know, oh yeah, yeah. Bond, yeah. With Solange, not yeah, Solange. And well, I, yeah. I, I, I was just thinking, you know, even No Time to Die, the scenes in Jamaica, yeah, I do yeah. feel like you, yeah. I don't know, they're a little yeah. bit more that sort Ooh. of pace, and you do feel like you're actually yeah. there, yeah, um, yeah. which you don't always feel in that film that you, well, like the island, you know, at the end to me, even though there's some, I think, you know, you can see there's some trying to be like a Ken Adams set piece, but it doesn't actually feel like a, 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 a real location where you would ever be able to no, go no. and visit. Mm. Sorry to put a, a downer on No Time to Die. It's not. It's not. It's not like me to do that. Uh, but I agree with you, Marth, about the Jamaica scenes. But I think the massive misstep is it is that they're doing it while he's not a secret agent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah true. So it's almost like, oh, I'm yeah. free of that. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. it's his version of doing the vodka advert. It's you know, it's that <laughs> kind of, <laughs> you know, it's that she, kind she, of thing. Yeah. You're saying it's a good point, You're right? Yeah. If he if he was a double oh seven doing yeah. that in Jamaica, well, you'd yeah. be like brilliant. That's what Thunderball is. But but here it's like no, I'm free of that role again. Yeah. So I'll do what I want. Finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I, when it comes to you know, if you were to compare the two movies with their use of these settings, I know which one I prefer. It's the one that works. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Rob quoting a Craig Bond film. Uh, very good it was such a baby i'm so sorry no but when when we just had the most recent bond okay it's over a year now so it isn't that recent anymore another one would have come out in this time the 60s wouldn't it but we'd have had three yeah you know like when this one wrapped in 29 town wow yeah but who knows by the time this is released no, nothing will happen. But anyway, you can you can only 
can only hope. It made us all look back at the older ones and, yeah, mm. th- they'll always be indebted to Connery. Of course they will. You know, and that's, yeah. like you say, if we didn't have all these characters, if we didn't have Connery, Terence Young, Brocklin, Saltzman, Ken Barry, Always, always say Ken, Ken Barry. Yeah. Don't get <laughs> yeah. Ken Adam, uh, Ken Adams, uh, <laughs> John Barry's, yeah, and yeah. Oh, I mean, even yeah, Peter Hunt, of course. We have mentioned him. Mm. It's a winning combination, but they knew how to get these amazing actors and actresses. I think we mm. said, Chris, you know, for the from which we love, like Kronstein. It was like he had an unusual face. And it's like you know, it's the, you just wouldn't you wouldn't really get people like that in in films these days. Not just Bond films, you know. It's yeah, they, they they cast someone. All movie stars and film actors are all good looking, and we'll just put some makeup on to make them look less good looking, mm. rather than he's got a really interesting face, she's got a really interesting face, mm. and cast them towards that. Mm. Yeah, and I think if, that, yeah, that or put Toby Jones, yeah, if if yeah. if it's yeah, okay. not. <laughs> Yeah, Toby Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's yeah. probably not. There's probably not been one since Steve Bush Gemi, really, has there? Oh, I mean, he's that. he's perfect for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. See, can't picture I'm... him in a Bond film. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see it. Oh, well, maybe a sixties one. He yeah, 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 yeah. Would, yeah. yeah. Playing Klaus Hergersheimer, he would work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well worth him, him or Willie H Macy, I think. For Klaus <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a good example of that. He really is. Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because people who have distinctive mushes just get made into <laughs> yeah. um, character actors now, don't they? You know, like, you know, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, it's that guy from blah, 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 who mm. had a walk on yeah. role in whatever, rather than, you know, like, oh, he's fascinating. We'll make a. You, you know, know, having said all that, these are the most beautiful actors you'll ever see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And, yeah. you know, yeah. no. <laughs> no, but they can act. You know. Well, they can. They're Although, brilliant. did you mention is Toby Jones? He's the yeah, 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 yeah. He's um, <laughs> he's fairly short. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got a beef yeah. with him. I've got a big beef. Oh, oh, is it, um, he's in Jurassic World for your reference. Yeah, the, the recent one, the one before Fallen Kingdom, the middle one. Yeah, Fallen he's, Kingdom. He's underrated. He's like auctioning the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it is yeah, because... it's definitely him. Oh, the, uh, there's a hotel I go to. Uh, I'm very lucky to go to every year on the south coast of this country in Woolacoon. Very, very happy to go there. I always have a lovely time. Toby Jones came for one night, and we were Whoa. all so excited. You know, like no, sorry, he came for a week. He came for a week with his family, and I saw him in the pool. You know, like with a <laughs> walking by the pool, he had a, a like a little white. You know the white monogrammed robe on of, of the <laughs> hotel. So that night, that, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. It was Shriblins. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shriblins, yeah. And he they, he packed the kids up that night and left. Didn't even stay the evening. Just left. Wasn't up oh. to his standards. <laughs> had, had enough of you, Toby Jones. <laughs> Get out. So he didn't get to play beach cricket with Stefan John Osborne and <laughs> Andy Parker. And, yeah. No, he did not. He did not. Nobody had been invited, actually. No. Right. <laughs> he would not have been invited. That would be more Nassau, wouldn't it? That's... Oh, that scenes in yeah. Nassau, yeah. Or Crab Key, perhaps. Oh. Wrong yeah, film, I was going to say, there are, you know, there are elements where you feel a bit of licence to kill you know, yeah. vibes Ooh, with the, yeah. the underwater and the, you know, yeah, yeah. actually it's for sale, you know, the... Uh, yeah, and harpoon yeah. Oh. oh, dear me. 
One day we will we'll eventually look into License to Kill and maybe talk about it in a review or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you were to divvy up the hours already spent oh, talking yeah. about you would have enough for a review. I think the Bond on the big screen License to Kill episode was about three and a half hours, so you've got enough to start there. That's bite size, you know, GCSE bite size episode of that. Poor Die Another Day never gets mentioned. No, no it doesn't. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that will change, we, we promise. Hey. But Thunderball is one that I'm glad we've we've given this much weight to because mm. it really, like you say, it deserves it, and the amount of good stuff that you can talk about. I didn't know going into this that everyone would be like overwhelmingly positive about this film. Mm. I thought there would be more. Yeah, you know, it's it's all right, but it's not really. It's it's one of the worst ones, isn't it? You know. It's, but even if it is, we love them. We look. You know, we love nearly all of them, so it doesn't really matter. It's one that I could watch pretty much any time, and it's one that I'm looking forward to watching again. Yes, the cinema had a, an amazing boost for it. It's one that we'll go back to, and Sean is the, the king, isn't he? He really is in this, and we've got to. Yeah, he's him. the best. Mm. It's no coincidence that he he remains, you know, the bond to be, and it isn't just because of you know Goldfinger and From Us We Love. It's because of all seven. I do love that the the reboot Sean Connery in <laughs> in Diamonds Are Forever is just a completely different character, but yeah, I love it. It's it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> the walking in and choking people with bras yeah. and all sorts like Ryan, whoa, whoa, she oh, I mean, can you imagine watching Sean Connery snogging himself in Doctor No? <laughs> <laughs> so serious in Doctor No, you know, compared oh, I, I love it. It's uh, they're both brilliant, but Class. Shows you can act. You can play two yeah. different, play different yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you for your service and getting this far. Should we decide now what to review next? That might be quite exciting. Oh, Whoa. Very she... FYR. Really Very, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, I've been listening to a lot of FYR recently. <laughs> up, so. Have you, Tom? Well, yeah. The problem is, is famously, I only listen to it if I've seen the film. Yeah. So I was a bit, I haven't seen quite a few of them that you've done recently until Blowout. And oh. I think we've all fallen in love with it for the first time and all over again. Truly, madly, you know? deeply. Yeah, that's that's an incredible Brian De Palma Bond film. Oof, mm. Oof. impossible. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, she, she, we, so, what should what should we review? So, what actor do we dare do a Tim? <laughs> 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 you know, absolute stunned <laughs> silent excitement. <laughs> I yeah. think it needs so, to be a Pierce. Pierce. Pierce, right. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dalton, you don't want to waste <laughs> Dalton. Yeah. Only yeah, let's do the Dino of the Day. Dino of the Day? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. oh my word. Let's do it. Right, Such there you go. We get to watch it. We get to watch <laughs> it. I cannot oh, believe yeah. this. This is bigger than any shock than in the World Cup. Oh. <laughs> now round up some girls unless you want to be Fidel Castrata. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. Great yourself. Oh, another great very excited. Overlook. Yeah. <laughs> just get over just get over the surfing scene and you've got yeah. moments of exactly. Genius. Can you imagine like the end of twenty twenty three when we finish it? So lads, after dying of a date, where does it come in your ranking? Oh number one. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 yeah. There's never been a film like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I already know it's not bottom five, so <laughs> <laughs> it is the template. It's the template. It is. It's the mega yeah, it's great awesome. template for going. Oh, yeah. Mega bricks. The oh, mega yeah. bricks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so ex- so excited. So there you go. So. Listeners, you can look forward to Rob talking about the mojito scene. I mean, that... Oh, uh, mojito! Uh, <laughs> Los Organos! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the love scene that follows it, my word. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, all... a stretch, I think. We'll, we'll have to all do the noises from that, yeah, you know. All yeah. that, yeah, possibly. Quite um, silent, yeah. silent grimacing. I'm, I'm already starting to think about the buzzer for the quiz, and I think I might yeah. do the noises as a buzzer. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's just right. like very pinched, not like... I know Lorenzo is going to be very happy to. to hear. Oh, so oh. it might take a while to record Lorenzo, but we will we will have it ready in 2023. Or be <laughs> right. I love how you know at this rate, like actual review episodes are becoming the new Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, well, thank, thank you, everybody. It's uh, it's been amazing, and we'll look forward to dying of the day. Pierce is back. James Bond is back. The original run, the original camera. <laughs> we're, we're returning to <laughs> And who knows, by the time you hear that, we could well have a new James Bond and we will be doing... Whoa. We've got lots to look forward to, hopefully in 2023. So mm. stick with us and we will definitely stick with James Bond through thin and thin. <laughs> that isn't including Dying of the Day, by the way. That's, that's, that's thick. The, yeah, that's the rump state. <laughs> I think some people have described it as thick. <laughs> yeah, bit thick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good night, lads. We will speak soon. We will meet soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks. 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 <laughs> <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.